All right, welcome again to the Something Heavy Cast, where we talk about movies, comic books, video games, TV, TV. Every so often, we venture into the world of literature. We discuss what we do. We do sometimes. Current events, maybe. Yeah, a little bit of that. A little current events. We will do current events. I'm Chris, and that's uh, Robert. Hello, and uh, um, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Although I don't want to say, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to gender you because you might identify differently. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble for that. All right. But um, you may notice there's a different assortment of faces and um, races here in uh, the room. So this is our new cohort, Becca. It's a girl. Yeah, be nice. Yeah, be nice in the comment section, all six of you. We don't ever get comments. We will eventually, though. Maybe Keep going. Um, so yeah, so Becca is going to join us on our podcast. We're going to have we're going to start doing things a bit differently on the channel. We're going to have. Uh, different shows, and we're going to do things a bit differently. Shorter shows, sometimes, you know, uh, different types of shows, mm-hmm. which we've discussed previously, but so far we wanted to bring her in for an actual podcast and kind of introduce her to y'all. So, Becca. Yeah. All right. So, when last we spoke, we gave you two assignments, two jumping off points. Uh huh. Okay. One of which was Doctor Who, uh-huh. which we will get to. That rank, and then we we also recommended that you watch the one of the greatest movies ever made, Point Break. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, before we started recording, you insulted everybody on Earth when you said. <laughs> I don't. I think it's probably like point zero one percent of the Earth, but it's fine. Go on. Okay. When you called Point Break ridiculous. I, you have to listen to it in context, I think, is the better. Okay, you said ridiculous. So might, that, that could like be a good thing. Good, in, like, the don't good do way. Don't be the no, white knight. There is just, a I'm not good white, I'm not way. white knighting, I'm just saying. I don't, There's I don't. a good way to use the word ridiculous. Okay, then please go and ahead. And that's one of those times. I enjoy things that are a little bit ridiculous. A little bit over the top. Okay. And then, you can't tell me that wasn't a little bit over the top. I can tell you whatever I want. It's America. You sure can. I live in America. Okay. Now explain to me why you think it's ridiculous. Go. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, to begin with, they had some really nice aerial shots. That's a good good place to begin. Because that's, I mean, that's a little bit over the top. How often do you see that many aerial shots in one movie? Where it's just these <coughs> lovely groups of people still kind of trying to figure out in my head how they did that. But it was... It was, it was interesting. I mean, this is literally like 20 minutes after I watched this. Maybe an hour after I finished this movie. Oh, so you literally just watched it. I literally just watched it. Okay, so then so, I, let, me, let me start off by asking you this question. How good was Keanu Reeves? Go. On a scale of 1 to 10? Okay. He was like a... He was like a 10. Okay. I mean, he was great. Yeah. And I I appreciated him a lot. And then uh, Gary Busey, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I got a big kick out of him. He was very funny in that movie. Who doesn't? And I don't really... I was a little confused with the girl. I'm going to be honest. Did you, she... did you notice the lack of chemistry between her and Keanu Reeves? Yes. Okay. You could, there was no chemistry, and it was like, 
oh, look, we got together, let's make out. And in the end, she's just, like, not there. Which I get, like, he was on business. But still, like, you would think if she, like, hated this guy so much, she would be there to see his demise. And she wasn't. Uh-huh. And it was just kind of like, she just was sort of there as a prop. Which I don't, like, she, she was part of the story, but it, I don't know. But I think her her being there also added to the um, the difficulty of Keanu Reeves, like, maintaining his dual identity of, like, being in with this gang who he knows are the bank robbers in his heart of hearts, and he's falling for this girl, but he's also an FBI agent, so it's like the duplicitousness of what he was doing was kind of heightened by him being attracted to her. Oh, absolutely, but that was, like, her only role. Other than that, I felt like, like, she was the connection between the surfer guys and, and the... Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was really the only or, her only purpose. More correctly, between Bodie and Johnny Utah. <laughs> okay, because that's who they are. Well, yeah, I understood I mean... even at a very young age when I saw the movie in the theater, mind you, that um, it's just it's a good thing to be you know '90s era Keanu Reeves on the beach, serving. I think that's really the overall takeaway from that. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to be a surfer, honestly. It made me want to just leave my house, mm-hmm. drive nine hours to the beach, <laughs> and take a surfing lesson. That's what it made me want to do. Not rob a bank. That sounded horrible. See, I think that's where but... the girls and boys kind of just have a parting of the ways. Because I sit and we're like, I could totally rob a fucking bank. Yeah. And then dude. have your best friend, you want him murdered? Or in your case, you want him murdered? Why? Wait, whoa. Murdered. Why did you change that? Why am I the one that gets murdered? Just in case he also was thinking about robbing me. I think you did it because you think he's more manly, more tougher than me. Was... I. I mean, would have to agree. Anyway, I mean, in this scenario, hey, if anybody was gonna be, hey, hey, you'd at least be Warchild. I could be Warchild. Wait, didn't Warchild shoot? No, that was Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis shot himself in the foot like a doofus, like a straight dummy. Yeah. When they when Johnny Utah was late for his own raid, remember? That you... was a good time. Yeah. yeah. And then they raided the house. And the, yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever put that together. Who that was. Yeah, that was, that was and we talked about it on Tuesday, and yeah, I have already did. forgotten. It's so, only... apologies. Anyway. But half apologies. So, you've seen the majesty that was Johnny Utah. Now, when you first meet Patrick Swayze in his beautiful blonde locks, um, and, and you know that he's Bodie, I don't even know if they say his last name. They don't. It's just Bodie. Right? How good was that? Also, quickly, how old was Patrick Swayze at that time? In that movie, I I think he's every bit of 63. I just couldn't tell how old he is ever. In any of his movies, I never know how old that man is. He looks like he's 50 all the time. (laughs) Wasn't that the problem? He's kind of like dirty dancing. Yes, that's yeah. a problem I have because I'm like because Jennifer Grey at that point you're like okay yeah she could pass for sixteen, he's clearly thirty five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean <laughs> like there's no way he's no not that probably... that was my exact problem with that movie. I was like he's got to be late thirties. Exactly, I'm like so well, so why that wasn't her dad like he's like no one puts a baby in a corner he's like I'm do I I'm her fucking father she's sixteen years old how old are you? <laughs> I could also be the age of his... <laughs> get him. Arrest him. Yeah. So, okay, so I agree that Point Break is over the top. But in a good way. I'm not yes. saying it's in a bad way. And actually, do you know who directed that movie? No. Oh, yes. Um, 
I forgot her name. But it's the same person who did The Hurt Locker. Yes, that's what I was going to. And she also did Strange Days, which is an amazing piece of cinema that no one but me and Chris remembers. It's fucking incredible. It's a great movie. It's like it's a whodunit murder mystery set against the backdrop of uh, going from 1999 to 2000. Um, Rafe Fiennes. Back when that was scary and mysterious. Yeah, back when everyone was like, oh, we're going to die for our mill. Um, you're going to have to watch that one. There's a lot of things we still need to watch. Okay. But, um, yeah, Catherine Bigelow directed it. Um, I, I, I remember seeing Point Break when I was a kid, and I was like, all movies should be like this. Like, again, we discussed this on Tuesday, but the opening scene with Keanu Reeves in the rain on, on the gun range. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Everybody got torqued up a little bit when they saw that. You know, as a kid, like, he's bringing feelings in me I don't quite understand or agree with. That's <laughs> true. It's true. I, I did appreciate it, though. It was a... It was it was a, a good movie to get through. <laughs> In my quest to see every movie. I just imagine she was like, how long is this? 42 more minutes, come on! <laughs> I will admit that I did have to pause it mm-hmm. to get laundry out a number of times. Okay. So, I didn't really watch it continuously, but that's okay. No, I think as long as you understood the message of the movie. Yeah, you got which, the essence of it. Yes, I did. which is I don't did. rob don't be a criminal. That's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. Or you'll end up thusly. And and don't surf waves that are, you know, above your Oh yeah, you said you were level. you were angry at the ending. Why? So, okay, I I <coughs> I'm still thinking about it because again, it's only been about an hour since I watched the end. But I can't decide if it's like the perfect ending or if I kind of wanted Johnny Utah to taken down like I couldn't quite figure out because you want him to be the hero but he keeps messing up and I can't figure out too like how did he even get let back into the FBI after this like this guy done fucked up a lot like he really messed up so I'm still kind of trying to figure out how he ended up back in the FBI but I guess it made sense. Because he did need to die. That man did need to die. And he needed to die in a way that was going to bring him to the next spiritual level, as he would so seem. So I'm happy for that. But you kind of have to hate him. Because he's, like, he's so, he's so, like, zen and, like, a yogi and just very, like, in himself. And then he's just, like, this murderer. So, I mean. Yeah. I... And so in that way, I wanted, like, in the first way, I wanted him to, like, die that lovely way he needed spiritually. But then on the other hand, I just kind of wanted him to have to rot in jail because he's a murderer. See, I would say that it really, it wasn't so much for Bodie, it was for Johnny Utah. Yeah, and, and too, how does, I just don't understand why he was in the FBI again at all. Like, as this was happening, I just kind of was ready, like, to me, it was like he was ready to move on from that. And then, but he still continued to, I don't know. He still continued in the, in the FBI lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Here's why you're wrong. Um, Typical. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Um, Johnny Utah, he had to let him go, A, as a, like a sign of like mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Of, like, I, you know, you were my brother for all intents and purposes. Like, I did love you. But, like, we both know you're going to die out there. 
So I'm going to let you, I, I'm, you're going to die, but I'm going to let you die your way. Right. That's what I always took from it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think when he, because that always struck me as odd too when he's walking away on the beach and the, all the, the Australians are yelling at him for letting uh, Bodie go and he throws his badge in the water. Like, first of all, you have to turn that in because that's, that's a crime. But, um, <laughs> and I was like, wouldn't he have been fired from the FBI? Like, immediately? Probably prosecuted too. For all the stuff that he did before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. That's why I was confused. Well, it wasn't the early 90s. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah, there were... <laughs> Wait, you... Okay, over-the-top moments. The best one is when he's, he's, you know, he's after the big old long foot chase, which was shot really cool. Yeah. Um, he hops down off that fence, and uh, Patrick Swayze's getting away, and he hurts his knee again. So he's laying there on the ground with a gun pointed at him, and then he just turns and unloads his magazine into the sky. I'm like, <laughs> all those bullets are going to land somewhere, sir. <laughs> he just killed, like, 16 people, but... I, that talk about over the top moments. Yeah, that was awesome though. I did, I did appreciate it. Yeah, but that was definitely one of the main. Mhm, mhm. Overall, give the movie on a, on a scale of one to to ten. I know you both would give it like an eleven or twelve, but I, like a, like a. Answer correctly. But don't let it sway you. Like a 9.5. Oh, well, but okay. That works. That's fair. That's fair. Alright. Okay, so you got one thing that I'm very is proud that, of. Is it honest, though? <laughs> Honestly, of course that's honest. <laughs> <laughs> what would you really get? Honestly? Like, oh, like, yeah, give um, it, like, the Siskel and Eber, like, the traditional four stars. Oh, the traditional four stars? Yeah, what would you oh. give it? <laughs> you guys are going to get your feelings hurt. You're going to start crying, I'm, and I'm going to have to deal with I'm, it. My feelings are not very very secure in my Keanu <laughs> love. I don't know, like an... Like 2.5. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't there, man. She doesn't know. It's fine. I'm not <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think it's it's different when you see it at a young age in the theater. You see it, with, you you see it as like a twelve year old boy. Yeah, so I think it's a little different experience. Yeah, well, and even I remember watching. Now, don't judge me too much, but when I was younger and I would watch, you know, the Disney Channel Surfer movies, mm-hmm. I thought they were a ten out of ten every time, just because it's set <laughs> on the beach. And they're getting to do all these dramatic things. But you just have to, you know, if I were to watch it now, I don't know if I'd still think it was a 10 out of 10. But we didn't have, we didn't have Patrick Swayze in those movies. Of course you didn't. We didn't have Keanu Reeves in those movies. Few things do. Uh, let's see. What is that one that I always think of him in? The Lake movie? The Lake House? <laughs> Where Karen and Sandra Bullock That's the one I always that's a, that's like out of all the of course you didn't. It's the I worst it. movie of all it's, time. It's pretty fucking bad. It's so bad. Like, I always think because like, you know how we we've discussed it before like we always feel bad for Keanu Reeves right because yeah. like he he's gone through some shit that dude has seen some dark shit in his life but then it's like but you also were in the lake house so <laughs> well he's trying to redeem himself I think with your with John Wick with John Wick yeah Chris's favorite movie of my favorite movie of last year of of all last year. You didn't see it. I'm telling you right now, you didn't see it. I know I didn't see it. Actually, I, I, I did see that infographic again of how many people he kills in that movie by himself. Mm-hmm. 77 people. 
The movie is an hour and thirty-five minutes long, and he kills seventy-seven people. That's like a that's like one I'm person like you, every like three minutes. It's his renaissance. This movie. It's a very stripped down. It's very bare bones action flick. Mm-hmm. It's got a very. Do you sim- like it? Um, I saw it weeks after Chris gave it like a like a sloppy full swallow blowjob. So like he was like Chris was like ah John Wick and I was like I was like okay it's all right you know eh, he got hurt. It's just if you ever wanted anything out of an action movie there it is like. Um, I I think for like people who love action movies like action movie aficionados if you will it was a great movie, and he's he's actually very good in it. So. Yeah. Hmm. And now they're making John Wick two, uh, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. which you're excited about. Yep. Oh. Be good. While you're here, okay. I don't think we've... Have we talked about how bad Fantastic Four was? Yeah, we did. No, did, did, did we watch ta- it? No. Did we talk... Did, was it me telling you it was going to be bad, or me actually saying on how happy I am that no, it was No, well, the last, the last time was... It just came out. <laughs> okay. Then never mind. We don't have to discuss it again. I just love that it's still getting ripped apart. That makes me so happy. Why? I, I hate Miles Teller. Oh, right. This okay. is the irrational heat of... Miles Teller. I've only ever seen him in one movie. Okay, because understand, I've seen, I've tried really hard to give Miles Teller a chance. I've seen several movies that he's in. Okay, I saw um, uh, that awkward moment with him and Zac Efron. Okay, I watch a lot of romantic comedies. This has been discussed at length on this movie, on this on this podcast. Excuse me. I love him. He's fucking terrible in it. Do you like? It's so hard to sympathize with that guy in anything he does. And just like, oh god, I fucking hate you. Eat you. I like I said, I've only ever seen him in one movie, and it was I don't, my second I don't. favorite movie of last year. So, he is number one on the list of dudes in Hollywood that I wish I could fight, like in a street fight. Yeah, seriously, I know it's like exactly <laughs> that's the look I always get is like, it's immature, ridiculous. But no, if you hear it, like I'm, we're going out right now. I'm gonna kick the shit out of you in front of everybody. Let's go. <laughs> oh I mean, I don't think he's a particularly wonderful actor, but he's. But I don't hate him as a person. Mm-hmm. There's a couple characters. There's really only one character I think I've ever had like that strong of feelings <coughs> for. But I just I don't. It doesn't make that much of an impact on my life. But I'm sorry it does. I'm sorry you feel that strongly about that. But I mean, is he like supposedly a horrible person in real life? Or are you just basing this off of characters? I'm basing. <laughs> uh, no, okay. First of all. Quit poking holes in my. I'm just insanity. trying to find but out I do if Miles Teller like there kicks anything... puppies down the road. And... Is there I'm anything about it? Him? Have you? I've never read a single piece of negative press or any press about him. Okay, like he's just one of those people that you just don't hear anything about. Which well, my it... my goals as an actress, so you don't have to hear about me. Okay, just well, watch me. I'll explain it to you. Okay, all right, go ahead. talking. I'm, I'll probably continue to talk. I know. Um, the issue I have with Miles Teller is that, okay, number one, he plays the same character in every movie. He plays a smug mm-hmm. douche in every single movie. And he <laughs> he's not a good actor. Because it, you can... I'm serious. You can take his performance in that awkward moment and put it into Diversion. And it's the same fucking guy. It really is. <laughs> I mean, like, watch him back to back. You're like, oh, yeah, it's the same character. It's just this one moved to a different city and then the apocalypse happened. That's all it is. What was the movie uh, He's with a, Shannon Woodley, but the other one, the incredible, spectacular the now. spectacular now? When he all but physically abuses her and pushes her out, and then the movie is that it's like okay that he did that. 
that's when I really started not to like him. And that's not even him. I think it was just the movie in general. But you gotta kind of blame it on him. Because he's never, like, it's never like, oh, what a terrible thing he did. It's just like, oh, poor him. He did that and she got hurt. That must be really hard for him. He fucking pushed a girl out the window and she got hurt. And, like, it's somehow her fault. So I'm we saying this movie. Well, I think we can all agree now. Don't. Miles Teller is into domestic violence. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's it's clear. Probably a little further than where I wanted to take it. Well, seeing as, as how seeing as how the only movie I've ever seen him in is Whiplash, then we'll just say that J.K. Simmons drove him to it. <laughs> but it's it was Shailene Woodley. Probably had it coming. <laughs> Oh my what? god! No, I, no, like I, oh. not like that. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't probably want to know. Actually, this is I will say this: I do enjoy her acting. I like. I really liked her in um, the Fault in Our Stars. Can we cut this out after? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. It's just this one part. <laughs> I think it's all you're gonna the podcast. It's just me saying that she's doing what they deserve to be beat up. <laughs> she doesn't. I was kidding. Everybody, calm down. Um, I don't even know who that is. She was in she, this Divergent. Have you ever seen that? Secret Life of the I American Teenager. Either. That's such that? a terrible show. Don't even. Oh, I watched so a quarter of one episode and I had to turn it off. The the writing on that show is insulting. I'm like, <laughs> no. Maybe that's. It might not have even been the acting. I think I judged her harshly because of. I didn't. When I found out she was going to be in that movie with George Clooney, was it the? Descendants? Oh, the Descendants. That's actually a very good movie yeah, too. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. When she was in that movie, I I was, like, not expecting her to be any good because she was in the secret life of the American teenager. But was that the and show with Molly Greenwald? Yes. See, I thought that was, like, another Gilmore Girls. No. No. How dare you? That's just what it seemed like. How dare that you? Was like a family chat, like an ABC family. It was, Gilmore but Girls was on the ABC family. Gilmore Girls was on the That's WB. what I'm saying. It's like the ABC family version of Gilmore Girls. No. Right? Mm-mm, that's, that's an insult like. to Gilmore Girls. Yeah, right? I agree. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, finally. Someone who shares my love. <laughs> a star's hollow. You know what? I want a t-shirt. I want to live there. Don't you? Yeah. I want a t-shirt that said, like, Chilton Academy, you know, athletic department. Like, I was in gym at Chilton. What's up, Rory? I mean, Alexis Bledel, what's going on? I think that would work. Speaking of Alexis Bledel, where did her career go? She was on Mad Men. For, like... Wasn't it only like four episodes? To be honest, I've never watched a single episode. Oh my god, this is a boring show. I watched like three seasons. I couldn't really. I tried because my ex boyfriend was obsessed with it. So I was like, "Cool, try it out." I actually didn't mind it, but it was kind of boring. Now that you say that, it was kind of boring. What's the novelty of it's like? Oh, it's the sixties. Look, the doctor's smoking. Like, <laughs> once that all wore off, I was like, "Fuck this show, it's so dumb." I see. It's I don't think dumb, I can ever get but... into it because I'm just like. <laughs> it's like first of all you're smoking indoors can't do that like it would totally take me out of it yeah, well, so my, you guys are drinking at work I understand that but it's like if oh. I if I just was talking to my boss in my cubicle eh, and I just like pull open like a flask and was like I'm gonna Irish up my morning coffee here we go I'd get fired like immediately and yeah I, and that's what I'm saying that's that's what the show pretty much hung everything on was this like it's the 60s and we it's the own. 60s we could drink at work and sexually harass everybody and you know we're smoking <laughs> Like, okay, that when you say it like that, I guess I can see it. But I still, I mean, I still don't mind the show. But I, to be fair, people have that reaction to a lot of the stuff that we like. 
Like, I, I know people who are like, Game of Thrones is fucking stupid. None of that can happen. Like, well, of course not. Well, obviously, if, they, it's if not. they're saying that they've never seen it. <clears throat> well, I'm like, hey, do you know anybody with three dragons? I don't. Yeah, but that's the point of that fantasy. genre. Yeah, like, I love fantasy for the fact that I don't. Now, I'll say this, because I've, I've never seen Mad Men. I tried to watch a little bit of it, I just never got to the ball rolling. Mm hmm. I did watch Breaking Bad after it had finished and after everybody was like, this is the greatest show that's ever been made. And I was like, it's okay. Okay, thank you. I had this same reaction and I was afraid I was going to get murdered in the streets, especially here. When I told people I hadn't seen it, I think they just honestly were offended in their greatest being. I mean, they were just hurt by the fact that I had it. So I, I watched it. It took me, like, three years to get through that show. It took me a long-ass time. And I don't even... It wasn't... There were parts of it that were... I don't think boring's the right word. The reason you watch that show is for the characters. That's the... And maybe if you like some violence. But there's not, like... It wasn't even that violent, in my opinion. Sons of Anarchy, there's a violence. Holy crap, there's some violence on that show. I don't know, actually. So I I I'm a big Sons of Anarchy fan. Worst endings of a show. I haven't seen it, so don't tell me. Ever. So don't tell me. Okay. Um, but I like I when people watch Breaking Bad and and you know spoilers, you've all seen it. Um, people here in town were like, I can't believe it ended that way. How did they like, think it you... was gonna end? Exactly. Like, he what had... the fuck did you think was gonna happen? He had to die. Surprise. He had to die. Like. His character had to die. And some people said he didn't die. Whatever. Maybe he didn't. But he had to be captured and die. Because he's going to die eventually. So he had, had to. They had a, a real life funeral for him. They did have a real town. And they took they out did? an obituary. Yeah. And they took well, out an the obituary. The obituary, yeah. I actually said that. I was like, oh, they actually, they actually had the funeral. Yeah. There's a headstone. For Walter White. He's buried in the same cemetery that my grandmother is. Oh. So, that's neat. So, every time you Thanks, go to see, see Nana. <laughs> yeah. Pay your respects, you know, Walter. Something by Walter White's headstone. Hi, guy who didn't exist. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, it was one of those things where it's like, I understand why you guys are freaking out about it. Like, it is, it's a good mm-hmm. show. Is it as good as you all made it out to be? No. And maybe again, I'll admit that may have like influenced my opinion of it, having watched the show after everybody lost their shit about it. I think, I think that's what made the difference for me. Yeah. So, Although, it well, it was funny because that when it, I first started watching it. I was working somewhere else, and every time I said, oh, they'd say, oh, where are you from? Albuquerque. <gasps> oh, my gosh, have you seen Breaking Bad? Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And people go on and on and on and on and on about how much they loved this show. Mm-hmm. And I think it really was like I didn't get to watch it for what it was worth because it had already been hyped up too much. Yeah, and I think I... that's a problem with being from Albuquerque is that, like, it gets, you know, attached to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Were but, you on the show? But but see, and, and and you know, in larger cities like say New York and LA, where every show is set in right. New York and LA, that doesn't happen because every show is set there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like when something like that happens here, it's like oh, it's, a, it's Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah, it's. But I mean, they filmed say, it. It didn't really happen. It wasn't a documentary. <laughs> it is really cool though because how Albuquerque has stuff filmed here <laughs> all the time, but just about zero percent of it is actually about Albuquerque. Everything is some big city or they're just making it cheap. So that's why they film it here. But it was just so interesting because it really, it really did do a good job of capturing 
yes. parts of Albuquerque. I mean, not yeah. the whole thing, but, but it well, really that's did a good people. job. When I'm when I'm out of town, and they're like, so how much like, how much like Breaking Bad is Albuquerque? I was like, it's practically documentary. That's just what it is. It's just meth and crime. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> that's the only thing. No, it's utter lawlessness. Yeah. <laughs> like, did, like, did you see Fury Road? Or, like that, but with less cars. Yeah. And more meth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. More meth. Although, I saw this guy, I you know, I can't even, I never remember the names of these characters, but the other day I was at a coffee shop here, and I swear he was one of the characters from Baking Bad. I mean, I know it wasn't, mm-hmm. but I just felt like I was in a scene, like this large man who was just like, just very like, he was like very nice when you talk to him, but he seemed so terrifying, and you could just tell he, like, owned, you know, all of the drugs in Albuquerque. <laughs> just the, his demeanor, and I was like, damn. I mean, he probably doesn't, but That's he, a, yeah. he looked like, like, he looked like I was getting filmed at Breaking Bad when I was talking to him. I understand. Gotcha. Um, speaking of stuff filming here, uh, it was announced that The Walking Dead is going to be filming in New Mexico. Yeah, in Rio Dosa. In Rio Dosa, yeah, which is that. cool. Opportunities for everybody. Be on The Walking Dead. I want to try. I'm definitely I, I'll drive the three hours to Rio so. I yeah. love Rio so. Well, I'd be, I don't know. But then you have to go through their, like, zombie school. Um, that's fine. I'll be a walker. Then, like, I'd rather not be a walker. I'd rather ha- have, like, a line. I want to be, like, one of those characters where it's, like, you're in the episode and, like, everyone loves you. Like, oh, that's cool. He's going to be friends with Daryl and all that. And I'd die, like, five minutes before the end. Just get ripped apart by zombies. That yeah. would be the best. Like, you come on and then you're barely in the next couple of episodes. And then one episode happens to be all about you. And then... Until the end when you die. Like, you saw, um... So you want to be the new Everybody Hates Chris. I don't yes. know that actor's name. Uh, uh, Tyler James Williams. Sure. So, don't ask me how I know that. You remember you finished... You're caught up with this past season of um, Game of Thrones, right? Yes. So you saw Hard Home, the episode where they had the giant walker battle against the the undead. Yeah. Okay. They had the character, the female character, who was like a total badass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like the day after that episode aired, I got online and everyone was like, this is my new favorite character, blah, 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 and she's dead. Because you meet her, she becomes your favorite character, and then she dies in the span of like 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. And then I just didn't like the way she died. Because, uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Okay, you, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, which episode? <clears throat> I'm trying to... Hard Home is when uh, Jon Snow leads... Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they go to the... Uh, and then the... The, <clears throat> the Whites attack, mm-hmm. and the White Walkers. Okay, yeah. And The one who's like, sends her daughter. Yes, okay. and she's, like, all super cool, and oh. she's all super tough, and killing her... He's seen it. Okay. And he, she's killing everybody, and then she's all the kids come back, and she's like, Never mind! Like, what are you doing? Kill the kids! <laughs> Murder those kids! Like, cut their heads off and throw them at each other! I didn't realize that was the thing that everyone loved her. Yeah, like I, it was um, it was a, a meme on Nine Gag. It's oh a website gosh. I love going to. That's so funny. And uh, everyone's like, "Meet your new favorite character." She dies. <laughs> That's <laughs> every character in Game of Thrones. So you just assume your favorite character is gonna die. You have to, or you're setting yourself up for a world of disappointment. I don't know. I just my one of my favorite things about the way Game of Thrones is like the way people talk. Like, when the Khaleesi first gets her, her little helper, the chicks, mm-hmm. and one says, like, it, she's like, it is known, Khaleesi, and the other one's like, oh, it is known. <laughs> I want that in real life. I want people to do that. Just follow you around and sort of repeat what you said. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm going to get smarter. He is thirsty. I'm like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> All right. And then eventually, <laughs> back up, guys, we're going to the bathroom. Back off. 
Because it's going to get awkward if they follow me in there. I don't know what's going to happen. No, that's true. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about, and I think we need to tell you about this. I don't think you even know what happened, is the Ashley Madison hack. I heard about it. (coughs) Okay. And I heard the name of someone. And everybody's back. Oh, my God, he was... Did not But I don't know who it is. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, who don't have the internet... Um, because <laughs> everybody knows about this now. Um, Ashley Madison was a website for cheaters. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go in, it's like the, the motto is life short, have life is short, have an affair, which is pretty fucked up. But anyway, um, so oh, this hacker group called the Impact Team got a bunch of like their information for their a bunch of their subscribers, I think 20 million subscribers, and they said if you don't take the site down by this date, we're gonna just release all this information. Did they say why they wanted? They were taking a moral stand, which is funny because I'm like. What you did is immoral, but whatever. You're um, releasing names out into the open and openly shaming people, but whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So they said, if you don't take it down by this date, we're going to release all the names. And so Ashley Madison was like, well, fuck you. We're not going to do that. And they're like, okay. So then they released all the information. And it, it turns out, like, politicians, lower oh. level politicians, of course, um, police officers, chiefs of police, stuff like that, um, the ones that made me laugh were uh, several employees of the Vatican. <laughs> Wait, is this a worldwide website? <clears throat> yeah, it's on the internet. HTTP. No, you know what I mean. Like, I didn't realize that it wasn't just like a United States thing. I didn't realize it. Like international. It's global. Yeah, I didn't. Thank you. It's global. Anybody? I did not yeah. know that. <clears throat> so the Vatican members like cheating on God? Is that? I no, because like I don't think any of them can be married, right? Because if like you work for, because I'm sure they have the civilian employees. Maybe since employees. they're doing like secrecy, since it's so no, the Vatican employees. Never mind. That would make sense. They can just have they regular civilian yeah. like, I, I work in the archive section. Yeah. I'm not, whatever. But it's funny because, like, I guarantee you, they're super duper pious and Catholic, but straight up got a side piece. And now your wife or husband or whatever knows about it. The other one name that made me laugh, though, was a guy named Josh Duggar. Yeah, see, that's the name I yes, know. Yes, that Josh Duggar. Okay, so the Duggars were, um, they are, and it's always the religious people. Um, the Duggars are a clan of people who live out in the South. Arkansas. As you do. And, uh, they are part of a religious sect called Quiverfuls, like a quiver of arrows. And their basic tenet is that they're going to have as many children as God deems fit for them to have. So if they have six children, that's all they have. If they have 35 children, then that's all they have. They had a show on TLC called 19 Kids and Counting. Cause You've never mo- heard of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the mom and dad, Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar, have 19 fucking kids. Aging, aging in range from, like, 28 to, like... I don't think he's that old. Josh? Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, 28. Are you sure? For sure. Maybe 26? Maybe? Hmm, okay. Okay. So, raging from the 20s Sorry. to, like, a year. So, he's one of the kids. Uh-huh. He's one of their kids. 19 kids. Okay. Okay, so, um, last... Three or four months ago? Yeah, it's okay. been about... About the beginning of the summer, it came out that he had not only molested five girls when he was a teenager but four of whom were his sisters okay long story short this caused the downfall of their family and like them to lose their tlc show all their sponsorships and now they're just bleeding money because it's really expensive to have that many fucking kids and um someone needs to tell that lady that she has a vagina and not a clown car um so he he was a like moral advocate for like a family values and stuff like that in washington dc and, and he lived in maryland and stuff like that but when all that came out he stepped down and was like, you know, 
I I sinned when I was a, when I was a teenager, and I I've you know redevoted my life to God and blah 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 blah. You know, He's forgiven me. I hope you can too. And he was like maintaining this like pious, you know, looking down on you kind of moral high ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, which I would have respected honestly had he just not. Had I not found this out? Well, come to find out, not only had he, you know, played DJ Diddles with his younger sister, z- several, he was cheating on his wife because they found out that he had not one, but two Ashley Madison accounts that he paid for. One, he paid for with a, an affair guarantee, meaning that if he didn't get his, his bone smoked by a certain time, Ashley Madison wasn't going to refund his money. Really? So now, yeah. For sure. I don't know how, how so a website right. does that where they're like, I guarantee, like, we're going to guarantee that you're going to cheat on your wife. Okay. Did what are you, you saying? Did you guys read, or, well, I guess you didn't, but there was this, <laughs> I read this article about, like, some of the people who had cheated, and it was funny, because the guys, most of the guys were like, my wife found out, it was horrible, I should have never done it, my life is in shambles, but the one lady they interviewed was like, yeah, I do it all the time. How do you think I'm so happy all the time? I, I'll i continue to do it until I get caught. He doesn't need to know. All that needs to happen is we need to keep our relationship going. So I'll do whatever it takes. And I'm like, I'm terrified of you. <laughs> I would never. Now, okay, so like, I, I guess <clears throat> we'll get back to Josh Duggar in a minute. But like, as, as, a, as a girl, the notion of, and this is just what I have perceived. The notion of infidelity when it comes from women is like they men tend to cheat because for some reason they're in a situation and they're like their perv switch gets flipped and they just lose control (laughs) and they're like yeah i fucked up i shouldn't have done it but i've noticed that with women when women tend to cheat it's out of revenge yeah it's like yeah it's like you know like what he forgot my birthday so i blew his brother whoa for sure hold on (laughs) hey bro hey man Uh -uh. well i don't know from what i see it seems to be more of like a um like more like what you said with guys, but I think with women is it's more, it's more of there's something like emotionally they're not getting in their relationship. I think that's right, but in but I there, I don't think that's every case. Yeah. I think there are a lot of cases where women just don't feel satisfied by their husbands and they just See, go and for that, it. As a dude, most of the time makes me worry. Yeah, but yeah, but as a female, I'm you know. It's the same thing. I mean, you're constantly worried some pretty lady's going to walk up and your boyfriend's going to lose his head and but, go I for mean, it. Like, but honest... I, to me, I'm like, well, you're a piece of shit if you're going to do that anyway. But honestly, like, do, is there something you actively worry about? Like, if, you're, if your significant other's going out to do something, do you, in the back of your head, are you like, what are, what's the percentage of chance that you're, what's the over-under that you're going to go and, like, fuck around? I guess life? there's none. I, I, I guess for me... This is my own personal view, so sorry. This isn't like a an overall female view. Honestly, <coughs> I'm more like, if you're going to cheat on me, we were probably never meant to be in the first place. Because if you were a good person, you wouldn't be cheating on me. Does that make sense? So I'm like, I'm not. E- I don't even like. It's not that I wouldn't care. It would hurt and it would mm. be horrible. But I would just have to realize in that moment, well, I'm glad you did this now, then, you know, two kids in. Like, I'm glad you did this now that you're, now that we're just dating, than if we had children and a family and stuff and a house and, I don't know, that's just my cynical view on things. No, actually, I take a very similar view. 
Because I'm like, if I'm in a relationship, I'm like all trusting. Unless they give me a reason not to. And then it's just like... I see, I feel weird. I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm ultra paranoid. I mean, I'm... So... But then then you have this like this moment of clarity where you're like, well, if you're going to cheat, I can't fucking stop you. That's Well, that's what it is. I'm constantly just like, oh, well, you're probably going to cheat on me. But it's on the... But it's... But I just... I on the one hand assume that you're not going to. Mm -hmm. But I also on the other hand, I'm like, well... It could happen. It might happen. There's a pretty good chance it'll happen. But... It's but, 80%. But if... But in the back of my mind, I'm going, if it did happen, then they were just not a good person in the first place. You and, move on, you're with your life. Like, I guess I'm just like, you gotta move on. I think... But... <laughs> it's weird, because it's like, when I when I think about it, I'm like, well, if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. Because everyone will know they're a piece of shit, and I'm not, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I, this, and then of course you're just like, this is ridiculous, I'm being ridiculous. Yeah, you have to have that moment of like, wow, I'm being crazy. But I think for somebody to go to the point where it's like, they're gonna, and, and what I don't understand is like, why none of these people thought to have the forethought of like, okay, if this information ever gets out, I'm screwed, so I better get a fake email address, a burner email address, a, you know, like a, um, uh, like, a, like a prepay credit like card. Like a prepay credit card. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, guys, there's things you could have done to ensure that you don't get caught, well, hey, bro, you ever heard of Tor? Get a do it from the underweb, okay? Go onto the deep web, avoid the cannibal and the kitty stuff, and then just go find yourself a side piece. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can find a, an assassin to get like get rid of that evidence too. Later, after the fact. See, that's <laughs> oh that's why God. that's why like after seeing, you know, it's funny is that um, Alex Winter, he was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He was um, Bill. Okay. The curly-haired blonde gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's a director now. He directed a documentary about the Silk Road, which was like an online drugstore, basically. But you could get like heroin and ecstasy and meth and weed. Like it was just, but they did it all on the deep web, um, so that you know most people didn't know about it. Like you didn't know how to find it unless you knew how to find it. Right. Um, but he also talked about how. <coughs> excuse me. Um, the scary thing was is that you can not only find drugs, you can find assassins, like literal hitmen. Who will go and kill somebody for like ten thousand dollars? You can find um, all the information about cannibalism that you want and how to like acquire. I am not even making this up. How to acquire body parts to eat? How to find, produce, and distribute child pornography? Yeah, it's bad. Like it is, and that's one of the things where it's like maybe the internet kill switch isn't such a bad idea because it's fucking horrifying out there. Exactly, that's the look you should have. Yeah, but that's that's deep <clears throat> web. That's like I mean most. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't get there. Um, you can't get there without like Tor or one of those other search engines that like n- isn't indexed because all those sites aren't indexed by Google. Like they don't even Google doesn't recognize them. Yeah, that's why you can't find them. And it's like, and it's not like you just go download Tor and then automatically you're just going to be on those sites. It's like, no, it's like you can just you can search you the internet, but you have to like actually go actively look for those things, yeah. and it masks your IP. Um, it hides who you are, so you have like this little bit of an, uh, anonymity. But at the same time. They're still, if, if they really wanted to find you, whoever they is, they could find you. I really believe that. Well, I don't know. People are working very hard to make sure that you can, if your interests lean towards the dark, that you have the right to do that, to go look at it. It was, I, I want to see that documentary again, because it, the one question I always had was like, did you just like get on like Silk Road? You're like, I would like to have this much heroin, please. Click shipping address. 
Well, yeah, that's and then you just got like a boxing. I was just wondering that. I, that's thing. honestly, I don't, I don't know, because at some point there has to be a meeting of trust. Because yeah. I think, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but like all the the currency exchange was through Bitcoin. Right. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it also helps you. Be I've never anonymous. seen this. Well, if you can, I forget what it's called, but you should check it out. <coughs> I want to see this. This sounds yeah, this terrifying. Because on the one hand, you're like, oh, this is so cool. It's like that's like that's like it's the wild west. Like it's stuff that you can, you know, do whatever you want. But on the other hand, holy fuck, this is terrifying. That's, that is, well, I was just, I, they were talking about a while ago, like, how ISIS gets all its information out, and it's how it's under the deep web. And this is going to sound super silly, but the, the analogy they gave, and it's been, like, turning in my head ever since, was that what you see on the internet is the top of the iceberg. What you see on Google, what you're, you're, what you're going to be doing on a daily basis is right here. This is the rest of the internet that you will never see, you don't know exists. All these things are happening that a normal person would not even know. Or think. Or even think, yeah, how would you even find it? For me, I don't want to know what's out there. I kind of don't. I mean, I do on my curiosity side. Like, I want to see a documentary about it. But I wouldn't want to go there myself. Like, I would want someone to research and let's figure out what's there. I don't know. And then I would want to step I, out. Because that's I, when it starts getting bad, though. I think I want, you're thinking about it too much. I think I'd want to take a trip to the dark side. I don't want to participate. I, I just want to, like... Because I, I read this article on Gawker from this lady who... Um, actually, no, it's not. It was cracked. So, you know it was authentic. Um, <laughs> uh, talking about how... I trust it, cracked before I trust Gawker. Really? Yeah. Cause I don't know, cause like you know what's funny is like, not to get too off topic, but like the whole Gawker versus Vice thing that's going on right now. On the one hand, like I agree with Vice a little bit, and I agree with Gawker a little bit, but mostly I'm just like. <laughs> um, but uh, well, I'm in, I'm in the camp that Gawker needs to be shut down. Oh why? Because they're just um. They're they're basically they're giving internet journalism a bad name. And part of the reason why I, I mean I. I'd never seen the name Josh Duggar before, mm-hmm. but I saw that it like the story was broke by Gawker, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not reading anymore. That is kind of interesting though when you think <coughs> about it like that, because mm-hmm. his wow, that was a circle. Now we're back to him. Um, he <laughs> his story broke because someone found records of him that weren't even really supposed to be public like that's a total invasion of privacy which to me is a little bit weird obviously the guy's disgusting Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's pretty obvious but at what point is it okay well, that's not true. But see, that, that that's that's kind of the argument that people have against Reddit is like, because you know, um, as an example, at one point Jenna Jameson, the former porn star, you know who she is. Um, we all know who she is. Okay. Um, she was having an issue with somebody that she was working with, and she was basically trying to prove that this guy was like trying to commit fraud against her and stuff like that. So she went to Reddit and she posted it on the website and was like, "Hey, internet detectives, get me everything you can about this guy." And in exchange, I'll post topless pictures. And everyone's like, well, there's about a million of them on the internet, but all right. And so within like 15 minutes, they had the guy's like social security number, his date of birth, his address, like his credit history. Like, you know, that's what 
that's what you can do. And so, like, kind of one of the weird downsides to this, all this technology we have is, like, on the one hand, we have amazing technology and we have the amazing capacity to talk to anybody at any time about anything anywhere around the world and have access to just unbelievable amounts of information. But on the other hand, if you fuck up against the internet, God help you because they're going to tear you down. Mm-hmm. And now, I'm not a big Reddit user, but Chris is. And I'm, so, a, I'm a Reddit lurker. I don't... You don't post. I don't Reddit. I look at stuff. You read but it? I think, but I think the Reddit, they, they really learned their lesson with the... Uh, the Boston bombing. The Boston Marathon bombing? How do you figure? Well, because they were still doing that sort of thing. It was like, all the information started coming out, and then the Reddit detectives got all on it. And they basically <laughs> ended up, like, accusing a kid who had nothing to do with The it. guy on the rooftop? Uh, I don't remember, but okay. I think the kid ended up killing himself. That's, it. okay, that's, I have been hearing I about this that. over and over again about these I've been listening to all these different like podcasts and interviews on NPR and stuff and that was one of the things that they've been talking about or at least I I heard a couple of times was that people they'll say something semi-dumb online they can't find jobs after that Mm -hmm. they are threatened they're afraid to go outside (coughs) they're stalked and this is all because one time they said something sort of dumb like the girl who there was, was a, she was a Boston Marathon bombing no, victim no, for no. Halloween. She, oh no, I didn't see that. She was. <laughs> she, she said something about being in Africa and made some. Oh, sort hope of, I don't get AIDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. And she was, she was making a joke. Like she found out later that she was actually, but she couldn't go outside. She couldn't do anything because she was afraid she was going to get murdered because she was getting death threats. Mm-hmm. And this is all because one time she said something sort of stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, but but that's again that's. That's the downside of the internet. Like right. the the latest Bachelorette, Caitlin Bristow. I we have a subscription to Us Weekly at my house. I read it okay. when I'm on the toilet. Um, she got death threats because she had sex with one of her suitors, one of the bachelors that was trying to like, win her heart. She had sex with him, and like on the one hand, it's like people were like, "Oh, she's a she's a whore." Like. She's a dirty slut. Like I hope she dies. I hope she. I hope he gave her AIDS. And like you know, we're, if you ever come to our town, because we'll it's her. You. It's all her fault, right? Right. But then on the other hand, there were other people that were like, "Hey, calm down, bro. Like she had sex with that guy. Oh my god." So did half the other bachelors in that same room. Oh, all the bachelors went. Yeah. Went to, and that was kind of the hypocrisy that a lot of the feminists were like. And I actually agree with them. They're like, if this had been the bachelor, no one would have given yep. a shit because when it's the bachelor, he sleeps with about five or six of them. And, like, even the producers of the show, they're like, yeah, we don't show you half the shit that happens. But then, because it was one girl who said it was one guy, everybody lost their fucking mind. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, that's, and, and see, so that's, on Twitter, that's... she got, like, death threats. People were like, you know, we can find out where you live. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, fucking chill out, man. It's not that bad. She had sex with one guy. Um, By the way, how many people have you slept with person who's lurking on the internet? I mean, really. The Is person that... who's writing all these nasty things probably... It's like, come who on, knows? Like, who amongst us hasn't had, you know, a one night stand? Who amongst us hasn't slept with somebody on the first date? You know, how many guys have you slept with? Six. But that's not, you know, it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, what I was going to say is that I, I, you're right. There's that bad part of the internet. And I think the doctor <laughs> is like that personified. Do you feel like it's because like, it, it's weird because... When Brian Williams on NBC got caught lying about his experiences in Afghanistan and stuff like that, like he was clearly lying, and 
the further they dug, they found more instances instances of him making up and padding his his journalistic stories. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for that online. There's no like rules and regulations. It's like I said, it's kind of the wild west. Right. You you can throw up a blog and start reporting whatever you want, even if it turns out to be fake, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Because well, there's see, no, that's that's there's my no... issue with Gawker is mm-hmm. because they they call it citizen journalism, mm-hmm. but then at the same time they're like, well, you don't you don't expect everything that we say to be true. I mean, and it's just like no, you can't have both. Right. Either it's journalism or it's not. Mm-hmm. And yours is just like a smear blog. I mean, Hulk Hogan's gonna sue him into oblivion this next year coming up. He's, after what came out, he's not gonna win. He'll he'll settle out of court. He'll, he'll get money from Gawker. He's not going to get the $500 million. It seems like he's going after him. He's trying really hard, but after, you know... Because they got the... Uh, the sex tape. Well, yeah, but they... I mean, he they have a court date. No, I know they have a court date, but I don't even think it's an... Is it court court, or is it, like, arbitration where they're like... No, it's court court. Okay, and then... Because <laughs> they wanted to do that. Gawker was like, let's do arbitration. And he's like, nope, we're going what, to court. What happened? I'm sorry. So Gawker got a hold of a sex tape with Hulk Hogan. Have you ever heard of the, the DJ Bubba the Love Sponge? He's a Florida-based shock jock. He was kind of one of Howard Stern's underling for a few years till I had a fall. Oh, out. uh-huh. So his real name is Bubba Clem. I don't know if... Whatever. So he has a wife, Heather, and uh, I believe is her name, and um, they were friends with Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan lives in Florida, like, mm-hmm. even yeah. when he was a wrestler. So at some point, the idea of Hogan sleeping with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife while they were married seemed like a good idea. So he was like, I'm going to go hang out in my office. You guys do the damn thing. And so they did. Like, he had sex with her and everything was fine. Or so he thought. What he didn't realize was that he was being filmed having sex with this lady. By who? Bubba the Love Sponge and his wife. They were filming Hulk Hogan without Hulk Hogan knowing. Now, where Gawker fucked up, and I agree with you, is they got the sex tape and they basically aired it in pieces. Mm -hmm. Like, on their website or even through Facebook, you could go and see Hulk Hogan getting head, Hulk Hogan given to this lady. And <clears throat> without his consent, like, that's a big crime. Like, whether you, like, you know, like, after the whole Paris Hilton thing, <coughs> excuse me, you can't film somebody, A, without their knowledge, mm-hmm. and you damn sure can't show that footage. That's, they're, they're trying to make that a sex offense, like a sex crime. That, I think that makes perfectly good sense to me. So he, when he found out about it, he slapped Gawker with a $500 million lawsuit, and this has been going on for a few years now, because it's a huge deal. But recently, some more audio from the footage came out where he's just saying, he's just calling black people the N-word over and over and over again. That's going to go to in, in court, and that's going to be admissible in court. It's going to go to his credibility as the person. It's like, well, you know, he he's a, obviously a bad person. And see, so think it's it's gonna go to, and that will sway certain members of the jury. Sure. Whether it be like, yeah, well, Hulk, fuck Hulk Hogan, he's a he's a racist. Yeah. From what I've seen, is he's he's gonna take it all away. Oh, he's gonna take it all away. I don't I don't yeah. see him winning. You know, and it's like <coughs> and it's not just that. I mean, they had this. I mean, it just it seems like week after week, there's something else. I mean, I even remember a couple of years back where, uh, um, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel was uh, hosting for Larry King on mm-hmm. Larry King Live. And he brought on one of the staffers of Gawker and took her to task. It's a really interesting video if you ever see it. I'll hunt that down because they recently got their asses chewed off because um, the brother of... Because uh, Gawker Media 
has like a rivalry with another media group. Mm-hmm. And the head of that media group, his brother is I think like a congressman or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where he was, was trying like, to he was trying to cheat on his wife with a, with another man. Yeah. Basically he was trying to set up a male escort to come to town and so that male escort wanted help with a property dispute. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the, the male escort was actually uh, and also a gay porn star. <laughs> and so when this guy couldn't help him, he was like, Well, if you don't help me, I'm gonna release all this information. I'm gonna release everything. The texts, everything. And and like so he did and Gawker got a hold of it and they ran with the story. Mm-hmm. The next day they yanked all the information because even their editorial board was like, We went too far. Mm-hmm. Like we we can't do this. We're now destroying people's lives actively, like for sport. Um, which on the one hand, <coughs> they did. It, I think it comes to the question of like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. Or I think that question is never really answered on the internet. It's just like, well, also the question of how much is too much. Because but again, it's the internet. So like, it, it, to certain people, in my opinion, Reddit users are like, there's no such thing as too much. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, but now you're fucking with people's lives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to take somebody down who clearly deserves it, like a pedophile or something like that. Like, where you can you catch somebody doing it. But should he have been cheating on his wife? No. If he wanted to be with men, he needs to go be with men, and that's just what he needs to do. But you can't, like, now those kids, like, they're going to be embarrassed at school. The wife, like, can't look at her friends or her family. It's like, you know. Well, it's going to be a matter of time, too, before laws are going to have to... I mean, they're already setting up laws against this kind of thing, but they're... I'm going to be interested to see how much they have to put together just to keep from people's lives constantly (coughs) falling apart. I mean, my parents have always been like, don't put bad things on the internet. Like, don't put things of yourself on the internet if you don't want them to be seen by everyone later. Mm -hmm. And it sounds silly, and you... But the fact is, if they really wanted to, and if you ever got any kind of notoriety and you did something dumb one time on the internet and it didn't get deleted they can find that and they will bring it forward because there are reddit users well isis recruits members through twitter and like why you would ask okay why aren't the people behind twitter rooting them out and deleting their accounts and i i don't know if they've had a response for that and so it's like okay well then clearly and we've had this discussion before about like free speech mm-hmm. where you know people were like you can't call a girl bossy because you're saying that she's rude and demanding and blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like <laughs> look you can't tell people what they can and can't say okay mm-hmm. because once you cross that line like when it comes to like stand-up comedians there are certain comedians that i like that other people are going to find like just horribly offensive and that's fine because it's not for them it's for me but there's comedians that they like. I'm like, this guy is not funny. He's boring. Okay. Now, just because I don't like that, I can't take it away from them. You know what I mean? Like, it's you can't pick and choose. I'm like, this is okay, but this isn't okay. Since I don't like it, no one can have it. Look, either all of it is okay or none of it is okay. And that's kind of how the internet is. It's like, look, it's going to have to be either all or nothing. Like, I think once you start putting laws in place, like governing what, like, obviously you can't go on and post somebody's social security number. You can't do that because I mean, you're you gonna, can. You but... can, but you're not supposed to, and that's going to cause that because again, you're ruining somebody's life. But if I want to go online, if I want to get on Facebook and and post Miles Teller, you know, sucks moose dick, I can do that. I don't have any proof. I'm sure there's some, but like I can't. I can do that because 
It's right. the internet. Even even on Facebook, you can do horrible shit. Yeah, right, and and that's the problem that I have is that you at the same time can say, and that's journalism. I'm a citizen journalism, and so take it as fact, even though I don't have proof. Well, that's, that's where that's I have what, a problem. That's where it keeps happening, though, is on Facebook all the time. From it's always the ultra liberal and ultra conservative. They have right. these kinds of proof all the time. They find this article that one time, I think a big thing for a while was that all the atheists were hating on Carrie Underwood's song because she sang Amazing Grace in the middle of it. There was zero proof that that ever happened, but one time someone thought it would be funny to write that they were doing this. It never happened. No one cared that she sang Amazing Grace in front in the middle of her song because no one cares. It's a song and whatever. But the point was it was shown as fact and it's constant. I mean, it it is on my Facebook all the time. This happened. What a horrible person this person is. Two comments in. Um, this isn't true. This was just a joke mm-hmm. that someone came up with. But it's presented as fact. Mm-hmm. And people just believe it. I want to know why it is that Disney is the only company that can scrub anything off the internet. I've wanted to see. Someone told me about that Luke Skywalker picture on set. Yeah. I haven't seen it because yeah. I can't find it. I, I saw it. He's standing in like a, he's got like a gray white hood. I know people have described of, it to me so many times. It sounds awesome. He's Why got, didn't like, you just? He's got the matrix <laughs> cameras around him. And he's looking right. He's like like this out of giving he's like, like oh, a little side eye. He's taking his picture. Like, yeah, he's, like, he's like oh, dude, they gonna murder you. Oh no, that guy who took that picture, he he's, he's dead. No, they deleted him off of the earth. He's like he's gone. Oh yeah, no, he's deceased. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, everybody told me about it, and I was like, I want to see it, and it was gone. It, it was gone off the internet. How do they do it? Disney? How do you do it, Disney? Because Disney's got a lot of power. And uh, <sighs> if anybody from Disney's watching, we love your work. Please keep it up. Oh, so, they're building a Star yeah. Wars theme park, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm really excited. Right? I'm a big Disney person. I worked in the parks. I have a lot of feelings towards this. I'm pumped. You worked in the Disney parks? Uh-huh. Which one? Um, I worked in Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World. In Florida? Mm-hmm. Wow. I haven't been to that one. I've been to the one in L.A. I've been to the one in Anaheim yeah. in the shadow of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um. You know what I'm super duper excited for? Harry Potter World is opening next year at the at the at the California one. It's about time that they have something because they that place is bananas. It there's not much there. Like they couldn't decide if they were more of a shows place or more of a rides place, and it like had kind of. Yeah, I, I don't care. Because what's going to happen is what's they're going to have happen? Harry Potter Land, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stroll through Harry Potter Land. I'm, hey, I'm going to all the vendors going to get me a wand. Thank you. Tuck it in for Jack do, do they have exactly what's going to be there? Is it going to be the it's, same it's as the gonna, one in Florida? Yeah, it's going to have like uh, Diagon Alley and you know, Hogsmeade and uh-huh. Hogwarts and stuff like that. So I'm going to get me a wand at all the vendors' wand shop, right? Get me a couple spell books and whatnot. Then I'm going to mosey on over to Star Wars Town. Wait, one lightsaber, please. But and, okay. then I'm going to have a wand and a lightsaber and I'm going to go pick a fight with Goofy Here's, actually I've asked this question of a lot of people Okay, would you rather have a wand from Harry Potter or a lightsaber from Star Wars okay so I used to help make we had these little make your own lightsabers from <coughs> like at the store I worked at and you would like put the little pieces together and you could make whatever you want they were everywhere the pieces were just everywhere all the time and little kids would yell at you for not doing it the way they wanted to. So I would have to say wand. <laughs> All that to say, I would rather have a wand. 
Sorry. I've had that discussion with, with many people, and I would say 99% of the time, girls pick wands, and boys pick lightsabers. Yeah, because guys are, tend. I've noticed more guys are into Star Wars. No, I'm going wrong. I love me some Harry Potter. I love Harry yeah. Potter. But, like, I just... I some... love Star Wars, but I pick Sonic Screwdriver. That's not, one of, that's not one of the two choices. That's not one of the two choices. You have to pick a wand or a lightsaber. Yeah, Sonic Screwdriver. That's not one of the two choices. You have to pick a wand or a lightsaber. I Elevens. Think... Elevens. With the green, and it kind of pops open. It has the claw at the end? Yeah. I have one of those at home. Nice. And every so often, I'll go up to my phone and I'll... Okay. I'm going to put it in my pocket. Hey. That's all we've got. All right. Sometimes I miss Christopher Eccleston on Doctor Who. I would have liked to have seen more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mad at him. I'm mad he didn't come back for the 50th. Yeah. I'm mad at him. Just wait. Oh, wait till you get to the 50th anniversary. So good. I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh, you're going to cry a lot. I feel like, because there's a different doctor, and they have different, they have different... Personalities? Well, yeah. But, I mean, they have different um, um, partners. What do they call them? Companions. Companions. They have different companions. And I don't think I'm going to be able to handle it when they say goodbye. Because I know that happens. Rookie. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's the thing, I... is that every, every single time you're like, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You just do. You know, it okay, just happens. So I'm going to say, I'm gonna say this right I now. I know I'm going to cry. Like, I know ahead of time it's going to be an emotional moment for me. I'm going to cry like crazy. I do that at the end of every, like, show I watch. And I feel like it's going to be like you're having to start over every time. But you'll love it because it's Doctor Who. But I'm really nervous. You're adorable. This was, this was the other part of you her homework. You have no idea what you're in for. Uh, yeah. What yeah this was the other part of her homework. We told her to start watching Doctor Who. And so we recommended that she started with uh, nine doc- uh, the Ninth Doctor, played by Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, because I can't even, you know, I, I have to be in, like, a super specific mood to watch, like, Classic Who. And that only happens, like, there's, like, a six-minute, pe- like, window, like, every 365 Why? days where I'm like, well, I could watch it. Because, oh, and, and I say this because I, when I was a kid, I remember watching Doctor Who on PBS because of Tom Baker and his giant mm-hmm. scarf. But every so often I get the hankering for Classic Who. One episode takes care of that. Yeah. Because it's it's rough. The special effects are terrible. And that's kind and of... And the production itself is just... Not great. Yeah. I'm well, pretty sure honestly, they had like $6 for each episode. I... And I don't mean to offend... I'm going to offend everyone. Whatever. I don't really care. That's why I didn't get into Who in the first place. Like yeah. Doctor Who in the first place. Was because the episode that I did watch... I mean, the special effects are definitely TV <coughs> show special effects. That took me a lot to get past because it's like more modern, but it still has these. Yeah, and I'm really weird while, about lighting, yeah. and that bothered me. But <clears> I'm getting past it. Okay, because I think once you get past this first season with nine, and you jump into ten, like the production value like jumps exponentially. Well, yeah, I mean, I just think of how much stuff like my sister alone has of like Doctor Who. X, Y, or Z, and how much money they're making off of every single item everyone has perpetrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So my, thing, my, so my thing was classic, classic Who is that it was just like, it was so cheap, mm-hmm. even like compared to like what you're watching right now. I mean, that was cheap. But like, this microphone probably cost more than like a season of Classic Who. <laughs> no, I guarantee you, like, there was more technology <laughs> and money spent on my iPhone yeah. Then, like, one of the first episodes with uh, way back in the day from the first Doctor. Yeah, your iPhone's like $40. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, it's just, I've watched some of the first season of the very first Doctor. It, the episode, for some reason, the first episode of Doctor Who that came out like, 63, mm-hmm. it was like 14 minutes long. And yeah. even then they were like, oh, we're pushing the, the constraints of money and technology. Yeah, it is a two-parter. It's really bad. It's, it's fucking horrendous. Mm-hmm. But, and it, and like, it looks like they, I mean, it looks like they filmed it on, on an oscilloscope. <laughs> it's got that kind of weird. Dude, no, it looks like they just filmed everything on a viewfinder. Yeah. And they'll, they'll play it real fast. We'll talk over it. Yeah, it's, it's bad. But like, what I want you to understand is you're gonna watch the doc when the doctor regenerates and a new actor comes in and plays the doctor. When ten regenerates into eleven, don't go anywhere. Be at home. Okay, be in your gym jams with a with a mug of tea and maybe some pizza. Some, sure that sounds even better maybe a thing of chinese food okay because what's gonna happen is he's gonna he's gonna regenerate but everything leading up to that you're gonna ball your fucking eyes out when 10 regenerates i cried like a family member died like i was like holy shit like i don't even, like fuck this new guy i don't even care no this is not what i, I you know what you know what's worse for me and this isn't giving anything away but you know what i'm talking about the end of the Battle of Canary Wharf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, um... That's... Yeah. Every time. It doesn't matter. And I can jump straight to it. And I'll still just be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Uh, how about this? The the, the entire run with uh, Donner Noble. Just when it comes to an end. The way it comes to an mm, end. Yeah. It's like all... Because <gasps> seriously, you just... You can't... I'm telling you, you're going to have so much fun, and yeah. you're going to want to be running. You're like, I'm coming too, guys. But then when it happens, she was like, this fucking show, and everybody in it, I hate Chris and Robert so much. You're going to, like, remember when you were a kid, and like, you couldn't breathe, because you're all, get ready for that. When I finally finished the Harry Potter series, I thought <laughs> my life was going to end, mm-hmm. because you lost all your best friends. Mm-hmm. Oh. But this is going to be once every season, and I'll probably get through a season with my lack of job right now every couple days. Well, you're, okay, so you're, so you're going to lose nine, but and this is not this is not spoilers because it, it there's all new people in the crew. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're going to lose nine. You're going to lose Rose. I know. Oh, you're going to even... lose Rose. You're going to lose ten. Um, you're going to lose Martha. Martha, eh. You're going to lose Donna Noble. You're going to lose... Uh, oh, the pawns. Ah, you... uh, River Song! Oh, my God! I mean, you even got to River Song yet. No, I was, re- I was ready for it. Oh, ready come... For it. No, dude, don't start with this. Your irrational hatred of River Song. I don't hate her. She's great. She, she is. She's great. She, it's, we don't need any more. <coughs> we do. We totally I'm don't. telling you. But we have to tie it all together. every season is a new Doctor? No. No. Every few seasons. Every, like... Christopher Eccleston was around for on one he, season. It's, it depends on when the actor decides to leave. And David Aww. Tennant, the next Doctor Ten, he's on for four seasons? Technically three, and because the fourth season only had four episodes. Special, Why? right? Because he was doing Hamlet at the Royal Shakespeare mm. Theater. So he did like like two, he did like four, <coughs> excuse me, like four hours, so like three, four, uh, three hour or so specials, and then his final episode, which was, um, what's it called? The End of Time? Part one and part two. Mm-hmm. And they got Matt Smith, who's my favorite. I understand why. Eleven's, 11's my favorite. Ten is my favorite. But now, and right now, we're on twelve. 
technically third time. Peter Capaldi, who's doing a fine job. He is doing a great job. And then we have right now, in my the opinion... The new Doctor just came, like, in the last... Yeah, he's only, he's only done one season. And he actually has... Because I remember people were like... <coughs> he's actually... this weekend? Is it no. this weekend? Next no. weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend. Um, he actually has my favorite companion. Clara Oswald. No, when you see her, you'll understand. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a spam bag, but... Oh, no. Rose, okay, Rose right. is great. Rose is great. Rose is great. But, but Clara Rose is, is like... a bit of all right. Well, see, Clara is a bit of all right, but then you also kind of want to... You want to be like, <coughs> it's okay, come here. Like, I just, like, when I want to run through adventures with her, but at the same time, I'm, like, carrying, like, holding her. Yeah. Like, carrying her at all times. Yeah. <laughs> no, because, like... I, I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you... You're, you'll see her and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but I like Rose because she's just very... <coughs> And obviously, I don't. I don't have the full context, so forgive me. No, you're fine. But I just love how. It's like seeing something like hatching into the world. It's like seeing like a velociraptor all. <laughs> but she's just so cute, and she's so she's like from such a bad part of town, and she's just so. How like, much do you love her mom, though? Oh my god, her mom is incredible. That's you amazing. half the time you. She's probably I don't know. She's just amazing because every time you see her, you just want to be like. What is, why? What is, what is wrong with you? But I love you, and I want you to be in every episode, <laughs> but what is wrong with you? Because there is something wrong with you. I, I love Jackie Tyler. Yeah. But, like, there's something about every companion that you do come to love. Mm-hmm. Like, Rose, obviously, and then as, as her relationship with the Tenth Doctor grows, like, it's, you, you do fall in love with Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, Martha... Jones, who's the next companion, you do fall in love with her in a certain way, but it's more of like what I just went through. I can't love you the way you want me to. But then Donna Noble is probably the best overall companion because while all these other companions are kind of in awe of the Doctor and he's an alien, he's doing all this cool shit. She's just like, okay. Yeah, and she's totally unimpressed. She's like, yeah, she's just like, she's this unassuming temp from Chiswick in England, and she didn't go anywhere in life. So when this happens, she's like, oh, this is why. I'm going to take full advantage of it. And, like, the doctor tries to, like, bully her around a little bit. And she's like, uh-uh. No, no, no. She calls him on his shit all the time. Donna's the best. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That <coughs> Excuse me, I have a touch of the tuberculosis. Did you get really quickly, you were, I, there was another case of the plague in Bolin. Just a little... Oh, it's not me. Does it start happening again? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you... It's 2015. <laughs> 2015, guys. Everything is great. We have the internet in our pockets at all times. And you got the fucking play. <laughs> Why? <laughs> how? Yeah, the how is yeah. the better question. Walk me through this. Yeah. Hoarders, maybe? Could be. Big um, fan of the show. I'm, pr- I'm pretty know. sure have you ever spent, a hoarder. Have you ever spent like, a, a <coughs> good amount of time in like, Peralta or Lesterness or whatever? Especially like you know, like, walk around and it's just like ticks and shit are just like jumping at you. It's what just like, is wrong? What fuck you, what? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> They're all, you and me, you go, whoa! Yeah. Okay. Well, I spent like dogs. If you have a dog out in Peralta, you have to like. Kill you know, it? Like, fucking flea dip it. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, like every ten minutes. Because yeah. it's just like, they go outside and it's just like, and they're just like a I didn't big know gross that. tick walking around. Yeah, it's bad. Is it kind of like Slither? 
Yeah. Also, there's they got a like worm thing in their mouth, and they're coming to get you. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's a horror movie out in Peralta and Los Angeles every day. <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I think you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the ride. I can't wait until the moment of addiction sets in. I think she's already getting close. Where no, she'll get it with ten. Oh, for sure. Because I, there'll be a moment where you're like, okay. I haven't left my house in two days, and I'm about out of food, but I can squeeze in three more episodes when I have to go to the store. <laughs> and then you'll watch those three episodes, you're like, okay, it is 8.45, they close at 11, I will leave by 9.30. And then you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll go tomorrow. Yeah. This, is all, this is all the sustenance I need. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who will feed me now. Yeah. It's going to be great. But then you're going to catch up and be like, well, what do I do now? Like, mm, that's your problem. I, have yeah, I feel BBC like America. I do that. I'll watch it every Saturday. A lot, though. I feel like that's just, like, the common problem with TV shows and Netflix is you get caught up really. That's how I felt about Daredevil. Yeah. And then I realized how long it was going to be until more episodes came out. See, and that's why I, that's why I go through that thing every year with Game of Thrones, where it's just, like, everybody's like, Game of Thrones started in, like, two weeks. I'm like, I don't even give a shit anymore. Because it was so long ago that the show was on. I don't remember what happened. You know, I, I blame HBO for that more than I do the actual production of game of thrones itself because like hbo they they try to stagger all their shows throughout the year so that there's always something new coming on there's always something new starting and ending you know what i mean mm-hmm. like true detective just ended and ballers is ending and now you know girls is getting ready to come back and you yeah know. but that's not until january girls mm-hmm. i don't know i don't watch that horrible horrible show i i used to watch it a lot i have a feeling you still do but um i kind of am over it i thank you because it's fucking horrible i've watched several episodes of that show and all it is, and this is not against women, this is just against the characters on that show, is it's spoiled, entitled bitches complaining about everything. Who are also white, because that's the only color apparently she knows. I, the race There's hunting, not a single... I, I don't know. It really does a little bit bother me. It, the, it's very whitewashed, but at the same time... Okay, so as we discussed previously, I'm a gigantic anime fan. And uh, one of my favorite animes of recent years is Attack on Titan, which I'm currently re-watching on, on the YouTubes. Um, they made a live-action movie, and... I saw the trailer for that. Looks dope, doesn't it? It looks... Yeah. Okay. So, the live-action trailer kind of knocked everybody on their asses and like, oh, it's opening really soon, I want to see it. So, when it came out, everybody who watched it was kind of like... <coughs> they coughed, and then they were like, well, the special effects are great, but the performances are really bad. Yeah. So they're like, so on one hand, you're like enjoying it, but then you're immediately taken out of it by people who, who can't act very well. And so people online were posting like, okay, well, who would your dream cast be? And a good portion of the cast wasn't Asian. Because mm-hmm. like the majority of the characters in the show aren't Asian. There's like, it's kind of all white. But then there was this big discussion of like, well, how come, how come everything has to be whitewashed? How come it has to be nothing but white actors? I'm like, well, in the show, the anime... There's a lot of white people. Well, okay, and then, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be a little offensive right now, but I think this is true. So, <coughs> correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I was always told that, um, like, like anime artists tend to like white faces mm-hmm. more. And so their characters tend to be white. Yeah. That's and that's, that's why the anime, the, like, the big eyes and, and all that stuff is because they... Exaggerated Caucasian they, yeah. features. Yeah. Yes. So, 
then there was this discussion of like this is exactly what was wrong with um, the last Airbender movie. I'm like, well, no, what was wrong with the last Airbender movie was that M Night Shyamalan made it and he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So yeah. oh, and it was bad. Oh, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. Yeah. But in my opinion, Attack on Titan, a live action movie, yeah, Patrick Stewart could be in it. There's a character who looks just like him. And, and you know, like, you could get any number of actors, Asian, black, whatever. I think instead of, like, being like, you know, well, this character needs to be white. Okay, well, how about just the best actor? Like we discussed the other day, Idris Elba could play James, the next James Bond. In fact, mm-hmm. I hope he is the next James Bond. I bet you Idris Elba could um, <coughs> play Attack on Titan. I think Idris Elba should be the Titan. Just all of it. Because there's one Titan. One man show. Because they're all, they ain't got no sex organs. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're all, you know topless and nude mm-hmm. and Idris Elba could be a titan he could be the colossal titan which is like 200 uh, meters tall I don't know what that breaks down to in feet or 200 feet it's like 160 meters and then there's the armored titan okay he could do that because I'm sure he just like has to lift one do one bicep curl it's just all you know yeah. then you just paint him all shiny volunteer yeah well, I mean he's already got experience and, with that kind of stuff because he was in Pacific Rim yeah so did you see Pacific Rim? I did. I hope I know. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I actually really did. It's robots fighting giant monsters. Why is there not the I mean, obviously, like, <coughs> the the true, like, cinema lover in me was like, but I liked it a lot, yeah. What was that beeping noise? I don't know. One of the cameras probably stopping. Do we need to take a break? Let's take a break. We're back from the break, <laughs> and Chris has something yeah. uh, important that well, we need to chat about. You're probably going to see that at the end of the last one was a little choppy. Yeah. And that's because uh, we don't want to get sued. Right. And we could get so, seriously sued. Yeah, like, yeah. Like crazy. Like, like all uh, the lawsuits. After it's released, we could edit the unedited episode. Yeah, because right now I don't even want to mention what... I don't either. I don't want to talk about anything know. that we worked on yeah. all independently. Yeah. You know? It was different days, but it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So back, back on. Okay, so back to normal stuff. So, did you guys watch the uh, Hateful Eight trailer? Nope. Yes, I did. What? Oh, good. You guys go. I'll be quiet. That will be the first time ever. Yeah. Um, so, it's the eight, eighth Tarantino movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks so good. I want to see it right now. I want it right in my eyeballs, like right now. I saw that they started filming it in January mm-hmm. of this year. Mm-hmm. That is a very quick turnover, especially for a movie of that size. But it sounds like they just like started it, did it that quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think did it. I think of like Tarantino at this point, he's very like meticulous in the pre-production, so that they can really crank it out when they start filming. And that's probably why. That's why it was. Because like, it's coming out at Christmas, right? Yeah. And I mean, they already have a very good looking trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this time last year, like, Tarantino was like throwing a fit because the script got leaked on the internet. He was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. Then You guys ruined it for everybody. <laughs> and now it's coming out. Yeah, but they, didn't they have like an open reading of it too? I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, something like that. 
That was interesting. I don't know, but that trailer looks fantastic. You should watch it, Robert. The Hateful Eight. Um, it's Tarantino. Is that Tarantino? Have he you directed uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Kill Bill 2, Glorious Bastards, Django Unchained. I think that's all of them. Did I miss one? Oh, a part of Four Rooms? What did I miss? Oh, fucking, uh, that Grindhouse movie. <laughs> Remember the name of it? Don't ask me. Well, 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 it looks like you need old Tubby to start talking, don't you? <laughs> How um, interesting that turn of events. De- death proof. Death proof. Which he, was, he had it on the tip Which was so <laughs> fucking boring until the last 15 minutes of it. I enjoyed death proof. I enjoyed it too. <clears throat> the last 15 minutes of it. I thought it was better than Planet Terror. Oh, so much better than Planet Terror. Um, Robert Rodriguez has lost his way. I, think I would say that Robert Rodriguez is like, I'm just fine. With money? He's got all his money. He's got his little studio in his garage. So he's like, I don't even have to leave the house. I make all the movies right here. <laughs> and he does. Yeah. He's like, let's make the new Sin City today. I think... Um, Puts on his slippers and his gym jams and... Walks out to the garage. I no, he wears. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he's in sweatpants. He's just counting his I money. I could be Jim Jams. He's like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. And then they film it all, and then he goes to the other part of the garage, and he picks up a guitar, and he's like, now I'm gonna score it. Squeep, squeep, squeep. <laughs> and he's like, ah, time to go to bed. <laughs> Another movie time. down. What? Squeep, squeep, squeep. <laughs> That's the best guitar playing I've ever seen. You, I can tell just from your fretting. You're very mm-hmm. talented. Yeah. <laughs> You've been playing um, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to... I actually re- recently rewatched Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had forgotten how much I enjoyed that movie. It's so good. It is so good on so many levels that I'm... I was like, ah, I should be watching this more. And um, I was one of the people who watched Kill Bill Volume 1 and was blown away by it. I loved it. I thought it was the, the best thing he had ever done. And then I was like, Kill Bill Volume 2 fucking sucks, blah, blah, blah. But then, having watched it again as I've matured, mm-hmm. I've come to enjoy that one as much, if not more, than the first part. Mm-hmm. You know? It's quite good. It's, it is. It's It's got uh, the fight between uh, Uma Thurman and uh, Daryl Hannah. Probably the best fight in all the movies. Mm-hmm. They just kicked the crap out of each other. Yeah. Although when the bride fought the crazy 88, that was... I want to see that, but with lightsabers in Star Wars. I bet you someone's already done it. No, I don't want to see them. They've, like, rotoscoped it all in there. No, I don't want to see a rotoscope. I want somebody to... (coughs) I want the next Star Wars movie to have one Jedi against an army of Sith. It'll probably happen. I just want to see... Don't roll your eyes. That wasn't an eye roll. That was like a... Hmm. Yeah. You'll know when I roll my eyes. (laughs) Oh, will we? (laughs) You'll fucking know. I think we need to have a talk. Have you seen that the, there's a new poster now for the new Star Wars? Yes, and they've got uh, Oh, guy. no, well, okay, I saw you rolling your eyes that time. I felt that in my soul. Yeah, I'm trying to try to swing it around. Okay. <laughs> no, it's got uh, the new guy with the, with the lightsaber. John Boyega holding the lightsaber. Yeah. I think that's a misdirection. Do you don't think that's really, really going to happen? I think uh, he might use it at some point, but in the end, I think it's going to go to Ridley. No, he's holding it with the purpose. <clears throat> he's like... 
I've seen it. He's this holding it and it's ignited. And then on the other side is uh, a Kylo Ren with his lightsaber. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, also holding it with purpose. Uh, for sure. Like as if they're going to battle. But then I like how down in the corner it's just Han Solo and he's all, oh. <laughs> Like, what are you doing, Han? I don't know, man. Like, I got nothing. I don't like the rumors that you're going to die. I don't like that. I think that that's probably <coughs> the answer. No. I think that it was it was it was a uh, something that they probably had an agreement they had to come to for him to be in the movie. Uh, yeah, like JJ sat him down and was like, "Look, like we know you don't want to be in these movies. Stop trying to kill yourself. Quit crashing your planes and shit. Just we'll kill your character off. Just don't hurt yourself anymore. Here's support." And he's like, "Okay." I no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want him to die. I mean, like, what, he broke his leg just walking onto the Millennium Falcon? No. That was planned. <laughs> you think he's just sad? He did that. He did that to avoid the Star Wars celebration they had in Anaheim. Oh, he was like, I'd rather fucking break my own... Oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. And he went and did it? He's like, I could do that. I'm here to support. Fuck it. Makes sense. Um, oh. Like, <laughs> turned his ankle. You know what? Like, I, I got the... Not even a real break. I got the last issue of Entertainment Weekly where they have, like, you know, Kylo Ren on the cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a good, you know, several-page article about the film itself. And there's lots of really cool pictures. And that's all great. We need a, another trailer. We need a long trailer that actually explains some of the movie. I, I suspect we're going to get it sometime mid-September. And then we're going to start getting it hard. Like, <laughs> Star Wars is going to be... I mean, you remember when Phantom Menace was going to come out. I remember racing home uh, to watch TRL uh, way before your time. Do you don't remember TRL, do you? Yes, I do. You don't. <laughs> do you know who Carson Daly is? Yeah. Okay. He used to host a show on MTV. He got to start hosting a show on MTV called Total Request Live. It was like an afternoon countdown. I, I know what it was. I wasn't allowed to watch it, but my friends were. And back in the day, they used to have singers come on, like Britney Spears. There was a band called InSync. And the funny thing was... I just want to quickly say to you, those were the bands I would sneak off with my friends and listen to them because my mom wouldn't <laughs> let me, did they but have they a, were my faves. Did they have a hit clips of it? I didn't. Just part of the song? We were lucky enough to get one of those. Oh, and it's funny because in sync, they were in sync, like, all the time. They were so good. Except Justin Timberlake had wrong extra for hair. He was extra good. He was, no, he was clearly the front man. Yeah. He was clearly the talent. He was the Michael Jackson of the group. He was. And then there was uh, J.C. Chazay, who was the Marlin. Like, kind of had a solo curve, but not so much. And then you had the fat guy who ended up being Tito. And I think he works at, like, a uh, Subway in Daytona. Probably. <laughs> Makes a mean meatball. Um, anyway. You know, a lot of people didn't realize, and I'm going to go even further back. But, because, um, and I'm the only reason I'm thinking about this because I just watched Ted 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Wahlberg was also a member of... Uh, New Kids on the Block. No, that was his brother, Donnie. Donnie was a member, and at the very, very beginning, Mark Wahlberg was a member. But he didn't want to get up early for practices, and he ra- would rather do drugs and hit black people in the head. And blind the Vietnamese man in one eye. Yeah. And so he... You know that? Yeah. yeah. Mark Wahlberg, he's not the man you think he is. Well, he wasn't. I mean, he I've was, never when he was really When he was young... Him. He did things things that, that, that youngsters in South Boston would do. Attack minorities. Attack minorities and be generally shitty. <laughs> when he was yeah, he was he was younger. He was a little and scam. and you know what? And I'm not I don't wanna like I'm not you know, trying to 
like say anything about Mark Wahlberg. But that guy was already blind. He was already kind of blind. So, on Total Request Live, <laughs> um, the very first, like, video they were going to, for The Phantom Menace, when it was mm-hmm. released uh, back in 1999, yeah. um, they were going re- uh, to premiere the music video on Total Request Live. And they talked about it all week long. So I was like, on that day, I have to race home. And I, was, <laughs> I ran all the way home. Actually, I was driving at that point, so to age myself. Um, so I got home, and I just remember sitting there, all excited. And then they played it, and I recorded it on VHS. I remember that, and I rewound it and watched it no less than like seven or eight times. Yeah. <laughs> just because it was the it was the duel Wait. of the fates. Yeah. The the orchestral. Do song. you remember that there was like a really large period of time where <laughs> they would make a like every music video had like a part of a movie in it, like. If a song was from a certain movie, they always had part of the movie intercut with, like, the singer singing, and they had them, like, in the set sometimes, mm-hmm. too, and it was just really weird. Yeah, yeah. How, what, when did that stop? <laughs> I think at one point, somebody was doing it, and they're all, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, good point. All right, never mind. <laughs> this is too much. I just remember when, like, Mission Impossible 2 came out, and at first you had that Limp Biscuit song. <laughs> Or it was like Fred Durst was rapping about why everybody hates him. He's mm-hmm. like, now I know why you want to hate me. I'm like, well, we've been saying it pretty loud for a while now. I'm glad you finally caught on. Um, but then Metallica did um, uh, Something Disappear. I don't remember the actual name of it. Um, but then they had, like, Tom Cruise was in the video, like, climbing up rocks and shit. And then it led into the opening of the movie. Right. And I was like, okay, come on. Yeah. Come on. What are you doing? So I don't know why I was thinking about, like, sometime in the late 80s, they, um, there was a Jackson 5 video. And but they couldn't get Michael to come for it, and then so like they like put a dude in a wig, a Michael Jackson wig, and like shot him from behind, and like they were hanging out with with their brother, but he wouldn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And I think at one point it wasn't even like an actual dude; it was like a wax. Oh man. You know what I mean? That's good stuff. Did you ever see Moonwalker? Yeah. With Michael Jackson. Yeah. He did like this. It was it's this really weird movie. Because, like, it's actually, like, a 40-minute short film um, with uh, Joe Pesci plays this bad guy, right? And Michael... It's, like, some weird, like, dystopic future, kind of. So, Michael Jackson... It's the future, but it's the 30s? Yes. Michael Jackson is in possession of three children for some reason. And uh, they, they're off in this field playing soccer. And then all of a sudden... Because the kids are, like, urchins. Like, you know, you can tell by their clothing. Like, they're all ill-fitting and tattered. Yeah. Um, so, these kids... They're, like, running around playing with Michael Jackson's soccer for some reason. Out in this field in the middle of fucking nowhere. This movie makes no sense. Because it's all, like, flooding back to me. It's like, it makes me laugh. Like, I'm smiling more and more. Um, but then, at some point, he ends up in, a, like, a 1930s jazz club. Mm-hmm. And he sings Smooth Criminal. <laughs> and it was, like, this big old thing. Because, like, he goes back. When he enters the, <coughs> the club, he goes back in time. Okay? Oh, no, wait. Okay. So what happens is that Joe Pesci kidnaps the little blonde girl. And so Michael Jackson transforms into a car. Okay, mm-hmm. no, I'm not kidding. He becomes a car. Like he starts getting pain in his stomach, and then he's like, he does one of these. He's like, and his face turns into the hood, and he becomes like this car. And he like in really cool eighties. <coughs> it's the dumbest Fashion. thing you've ever seen. So he takes off, and then um he drops these two kids off outside of this club. He's like, I need to go in here and get some information. But he's like in, because, as because a car. they're riding inside of him. Yeah, as they're riding inside of him, which <laughs> talk about symbolism. Um. 
So then he like he like they hop out of his butt and then he like transforms back into Michael Jackson but now he's in this white suit right and he goes into this club he's like stay out here I gotta go find that's some when, information that's when he becomes the sweet criminal that's when he becomes the sweet criminal and then he goes inside this club and he, when he does he travels back in time okay so at that point the little blonde girl shows up she's like I escaped and they're all great so then because he, <laughs> dance, because he dance fights everybody yes he seeks smooth criminal and he dance fights everybody does he throw his hat at people and shit no he throws a um he throws a coin a quarter across the entire club. And, it, and it flies straight into a jukebox. Yeah. And he's all, Pow! and it starts the song. Because when you do that, anywhere you are, music's going to kick in. Just right. so smooth be criminal. careful with that. Smooth criminal. It'll, it'll, if, if, it's in, if it's in the jukebox, it'll look at smooth criminal. Sometimes you'll get like, devil went down to Georgia, but you just, whatever you get. So then he, he dance fights everybody, and then the shock troopers that work for Joe Pesci show up, and then he starts firing a Tommy gun at everybody. It doesn't hit anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, to make this incredibly long story even more ridiculous... He figures out that where Joe Pesci is because he's now at this point captured all three of the kids. Okay, because Michael Jackson is terrible around children. So then he goes to help them escape, and they're like messing with him, and he's like, they're, he's in this weird like rock quarry for some reason, and all these shock troopers are above him. And then Joe Pesci's like, I'm gonna kill this bitch, and he's like, you better not. And he's like, I'm gonna. So then um, Michael Jackson transforms into a robot, like he becomes like this giant like armored robot, like and, he's gonna, and it's it's funny because the robot has, like, armored body and, like, you know, energy shields and it's got machine guns, but it still has his face and a, and a robotic jerry curl. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and then he starts going, ah, for no reason, and then it shatters all their masks. But then he still has to fight him, so all these guns start popping about it, and he's killing, like, hundreds of people. He's massacring all these people. <laughs> Is he dancing as well? At the same no, time? he's just robot fighting. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's too bad. And then he, Joe Pesci gets into this giant, ridiculous gun, where it's got like a barrel like that big, but the ass end of it is huge. <laughs> okay. So then Michael Jackson blows it up and kills him. Okay. And he saves everybody and then they go back to playing soccer. Credits. Forty minutes. Forty minutes of your life. Actually I I want to watch that. Um I, it's on YouTube. I suggest you go home and you watch the shit out of it. Have, okay, so there's this thing <coughs> at Disney World and I think they may have it at Disneyland, I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. I saw Captain Neo at Disneyland when I was when I was but a wee lad. They brought it back. Did they? Yeah. Nice. I watched Is it, it still sometimes. dope? It's amazing. I loved Captain Neo. Yeah, back when they had um it was Captain Neo and Star Tours. Yes, I remember Star, I remember standing in line for Star Tours. They still have Star Tours. Yeah. Do they? Uh-huh. Cool. So that's the starting off point for Hollywood Studios to have so Star, Star Wars World Land. Land. Sweet. Um just once in my life, I want to do something while whilst in the background plays the disco version of the Star Wars theme. Yeah. I don't know what that I would be doing. I just want that to happen. I think that should Maybe happen. I'll be rollerblading. Have you seen the video from sometime in the late 70s, early 80s on some variety show somewhere where ladies like roller skating around the stage playing the Star Wars theme on the saxophone? Is that awesome? That's out of tune. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Was that on the gong show? Might have been. <coughs> I don't know. I just remember the only thing I've ever seen of the Gong Show. It was on one of those uh, VH1. I love the '70s things. Mm-hmm. Was these two what I hope were 18 year old women are sitting down on the stage and they're like, "What's your time?" They're all, "We're just gonna eat these popsicles." And Chuck Barris was like, "Okay, let's see what you got." And so they sit down, and of course, as you imagine, they would eat the popsicles. They didn't get gonged. Not once. Yeah. Everybody's pretty okay there. I didn't do it. Why are you looking at me that way? I didn't do it. I didn't promote it. I didn't reward them for it. It's just an overall look of disgust. Not towards yeah. any of you. 
I would hope not. I mean, I'm I'm disgusted too. I think there was probably more to those two people than what just what we saw. Okay, <laughs> <coughs> well, I'm just saying. So oh. I saw a really interesting documentary. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, it was called uh, "The Death of Superman Lives." Oh, I I read about that in our last Loot Crate pamphlet. Did you? Yes. How was it? It was, it was pretty good. It was really interesting. What it was is that in the um, was it late nineties? I guess Tim Burton was gonna do a Superman movie mm-hmm. with uh, Nicolas Cage playing Superman. And yeah, that's exactly, Can we just, that's exactly the reaction. Of I just want to pay for that to happen. Can I personally fund? Uh, if that? he did a Kickstarter. I'd be like, sorry, girls, you ain't eating this week. It was 600 bucks for sure. Well, and (coughs) they go into a lot of the stuff that was going to happen, and it's so fucking bananas. I just, I want it to happen so badly. Yeah. Well, you've seen the picture of the test picture of Nicolas Cage in, like, the armored Superman costume, right? Really? He's got his, like, he's got long hair, and, like, it's like the, remember the Batman costume that was, that was all, like, rubber? Uh-huh. It was all the muscles were fake. Right. It was like that with the Superman suit, but like Worse. so much more graphic. Like and like super shiny. And, and super. Stuff. It was. Awesome. And they actually, they talk about that, and they have a an entire like a video because someone was videotaping it, and they actually know the point where someone took that Polaroid. They can show you in the. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you know him, and he's in it, and he's you know checking it out, and he's talking to Tim Burton and the costume people, and that was like really really early. Like they hadn't they hadn't decided on hair or any of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, were still working on the suit, uh, but just like the entire production sounded so insane that it like I wish now that it it had gotten made. Yeah. Like they were gonna have Christopher Walken play Brainiac, and he was just he was gonna like walk around. It was gonna be Christopher Walken, and then on like this like like all around robe that like went down to the floor, mm-hmm. and then at one point it would like open up, and he's just like he was like a spider with Christopher Walken's head. Like walking around, like because John Peters is insane and wants. To yeah, they actually it. they talk about that. Did well, they talk about the Kevin Smith thing? Yeah, and they even they even asked um, John Peters about it. What does he say? He's totally like, oh yeah, because spiders are like the fiercest, like killers and killers. killers. Yeah. Oh, that dude's insane. It's like that would have been great to see you know Superman fight a. Do you know how he started out? He was a hairdresser. He was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, they talk about that. <clears throat> he wanted um, initially he wanted guards. At the uh, Fortress of Solitude, and Kevin Smith was like, "It's the Fortress of Solitude," so he would be there by himself. <laughs> and so, like, the Wait, compromise... they mean, like Superman's like robotic guards. Well, the compromise was is that he was going to have uh, polar bears guarding the Fortress of Solitude. I'm sorry, how was this not made? Yeah, I don't know. They just cut funding like right in the middle of it. They were going to have Lex Luthor and God, who was it? Oh, at one point, Lex Luthor and Brainiac were going to become the same person. Like, with Lex Luthor's head on one side and, like, Brainiac's head on the other, and it would spin. Like Mombi in uh, Return to Oz? Yeah. I want to see that. So he'd be talking to Lex Luthor, and then it'd be like... So Lex Luthor's like, I want to surrender. Nope. Yeah. Huh. And he was going to (laughs) fly a fucking spaceship that was shaped like a skull. Was this all John Peters? Not all of it, most of it, and they even had like it was gonna be like the, all the where they piloted it was like in one of the eyes, so you could see them in there like 
So basically he was just going to be Dr. Evil on the volcano, volcano island? <laughs> just floating around space in his skull ship. Has John Peters ever read a Superman comic, like, ever in his life? I doubt it. Because one of the things is they were going to have this, like, this little robot <clears throat> that was called K that was going to be, like, Superman's best friend. Right. They needed an R2-D2. Yeah, because he, he came in the ship with him and because he was, like, his protector. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, his teddy bear when he was a kid. But then, like, so Superman dies, right? And then, so he's taken back to the Fortress of Solitude and then K, the teddy bear, turns into his new suit, which is, like, glowy and armored armored and it's like it's protecting him and healing him to bring him back to life yeah and they had they were showing like this whole they had uh guys working on suits where they had like strobe lights going all up and down in it you seem like really offended that this movie was never made <laughs> i'm s- it would probably be my favorite so movie it was, like, of all Super time the amazing technicolor dream coat <laughs> basically yeah <clears throat> oh, i'm Genuinely, I almost wish you would have not have said that. Because if I would have never known what I was missing out on... Well, to be fair, they could still do it. If an old yeah. Nick Cage... That'd actually be better. Actually, nah. No, now he'd have to play uh, Jor-El, Superman's father. Yeah. No. Well, and no. at one point they were talking Just about... Just let him be. <laughs> like, they wanted... Because, you know, Tim Burton's all about, you know, outsider stories. Mm-hmm. You know, so they wanted they wanted to make like Clark Kent like a real outsider, like a total goofball, like wears like weird stitched up clothes this and stuff. On so. Netflix? No, I just if a friend gave me a copy of it, but uh, yeah, I um, can I can get it to you guys. <laughs> Please, of course we can. Um, so I guess I would love to hear what Tim Burton thinks of Man of Steel. And the upcoming Batman versus Superman. Like, I'd really be curious to hear because I, I think he probably feels like the muscles and, you know, the, the chiseled good looks of, like, Henry Cavill. He's probably like, that is not what Superman is about. Yeah, pretty much. And he, he pretty much says that. talks about that. Yeah. Okay, well, oh, that's awesome. Cause yeah, I thought, cause I they, they do a really good interview with him and John Peters. Um, the, only, the only one involved that they didn't interview was Nicolas Cage. Probably because he said no. Probably. Yeah, still I heard about it. Probably he probably because you know Superman is his his whole life. He yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah so that probably is something that he holds a big like open wound about. Because he, I guarantee you, when he found out that he was gonna play Superman, he probably shit himself. Yeah. Like when Andrew Garfield found out he was gonna play Spider Man, and he the first time he put on the the outfit without the hood, he started crying. Yeah. Because he was like so moved. Well, and with like, like the if video, I put on like the, the... suit. Like, like, legit, like, you're you're the new Batman. I would fucking weep hysterically. Yeah. As you should. I feel like you don't deserve it if you're not gonna cry. No, because, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna play that iconic, like, if somebody was like, you're the new James Bond. Tears. Instant tears. I would never be James Bond because I'm not British. Well, yeah, if it was me, it'd be tears because I'm like, I'm gonna ruin it. I'm gonna ruin it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, Ken, is Idris Elba uh, available? Yeah. I would like to bequeath the role onto him. I have his number. Well, it's like, if you got to play, like, <laughs> With me, like, if I ever got to play any superhero across the board, I would probably break down into tears. Because, like, yeah. ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a superhero. That's what I grew up with. Like, if they were like, hey, uh, you're going to be Jason Todd, the Red Hood, and you're going to do, we're going to make a Red Hood and the Outlaws. It's going to be a three-picture trilogy, and you're going to help write it. I Yeah, I would fucking, like, my head would explode. Yeah. I'm like, okay, is the Red Hood going to be, like, the actual hood with the eyes? Like, yep, and the, the white pupils and everything. It's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, and, and you can tell, like, in the movie when they have, like, that, that home video of him, like, trying on the suit and all that stuff. Because you can tell that he's really, like, he's really into it, like, thinking about it. It's like, I'm Superman. Yeah, he's talking with Tim Burton about, like, well, you know, what about this? You know, these ideas that I had. And, you know, Clark, it would be like this. And you can tell he was... He was on top of it. Yeah. He is his uh, his um Superman game was on fleek. Yeah. Do the kids still say fleek? It's used. Okay. I just heard that for the first time literally three days. ago. I heard it for like a, like a few <laughs> weeks ago. I'm like, what the fuck is fleek? I just to just to show you how not in the know I am. Um, I had to Urban Dictionary what fleek. Is. What does it mean? I'm not even sure how it started. It's usually, <coughs> there's not even a true definition. It's like, your eyebrows are on fleek. That's how it began. Like, they're perfect. Like, mm. they're really good. So it means like it's on point. Yeah, it's yeah, on point. It's on, yeah. Point. Okay. Okay. It's on, it's something <coughs> on fleek. Yeah, see, we say on point. Oh, I'm, uh, your eyebrows look nice. You mean they look? I mean, fleek. I mean they're on a fleek. Or I still like, do people still say ratchet? I will never <laughs> stop saying ratchet, but I'm like, because like evidently that means like that someone looks like oh, like yeah. shit. I think, I think I think it started out as wretched, and then and it, it became went down ratchet. It's like it was like oh wretched, that's too hard of a word. Ratchet, there we go. Are you saying ratchet like a, like a ratchet or rat shit? Like a rat shit. Like, like ratchet. Like I'm saying, it started off as wretched. Like oh that shirt is wretched, and then people got dumber. As the days went by, and next thing you know, it's like, that shirt's ratchet. But it's not, <laughs> I think wretched, I, what's funny is I'll, I'll occasionally mean to say wretched, and then say ratchet. But they're definitely not the same word. I think we need to bring back old-timey swear words. Like, like, the dickens. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that scared the dickens out of me. It is hot outside, how hot? It's hot like the dickens. I'm already bringing that shit back. I actually do say that sometimes. Good, I think you should. You, you know what? You know what old timey saying I'm bringing back. Hmm. If I had my druthers, <laughs> I, I, I prefer to say "given my druthers." Oh, okay. I always, I always heard it. As, I, if I had my druthers. Definitely not heard that. That's it's like, really hard to work that into a sentence. I'm like, oh, they'd be like, "Did you get this done?" Well, no. Why not? Well, given my druthers, I'm an inherently lazy person. See, I heard it. See, for me, it was always like, you know, if I had my way. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah. Hmm. So if I had my druthers, I would. What are some other old-timey words? Remember, what, we used to have this, we, we still do, I don't know, you used to still with us. Um, our friend Josh, one time, he was like 31, and he got the gout. <laughs> because, you know, that's what you do when you're 31. And I think for about two weeks, it was just un unrelenting teasing where we were talking about all old-timey diseases that he had <laughs> that like he had the rickets and he had uh diphtheria and fucking he got mad he got really annoyed and i was like what did you expect walking in here with a pirate disease <laughs> and well yeah how's that scurvy treating you <laughs> and he got he got annoyed he got really offended and he was like you're like fucking back off he's like it's pretty serious <laughs> yeah exactly was, i think my family my like, like, one of my like grandparents had yeah yeah you can't die from gout, I don't think. No. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. It's just, like, it just your ankles. It, it, well, like, yeah, it swells up against. <coughs> hard to walk. And you get crystalline, like, uh, things in your blood. 
in your urine. I still want to find out what rickets are, because, like, rickets and shingles. Shingles, all of us have the potential to get shingles. You ever had chicken pox? You can have the shingles virus, then you. Hmm. Shingles is just, like, it's weird, like, gross, like, skin condition. It's, like, you basically look like your patient zero of the zombie apocalypse. Why do they call it shingles? Does it look like you have, like, roof shingles? That's what I've always wondered. Um, no, I think they called it shingles just because they didn't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. It's like, when I go what to What is Wal- it called? <coughs> Never mind. Exactly. When I go to, like, say, Walgreens, and I'm looking for candy, as I want to do, mm-hmm. um, it's like, well, I think I want Skittles. Okay? Skittles sounds like a disease. Yeah. It sounds like something you get in Thailand. Like everything was fine, but like, was it? No, I got Skittles. Ooh, how bad? Real bad. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's. I mean, like, it looks like a rainbow. Yeah. Did you taste someone else's rainbow? That's a little personal. But that could be like, how you got it. I don't feel like I owe you an explanation. I think you should owe me an explanation if you're just gonna walk in here with Skittles. Did I give you Skittles? Ew, God no. Okay then, mind your business. I don't think I'm going to. But Mind your business. No. Why are you spreading rumors about me having Skittles? It's not a rumor. You came in here and said... Within the confines of this conversation and the podcast listening audience, I'm allowed to say I have Skittles. But you don't get to run around saying it. It's like, you can say, you know, let's say, for instance, that you're black. You could say the N-word, but I can't just because I know you. It's the same thing. Same principle. I think it was George Carlin who said that Pussyfoot sounds like a disease. Pussyfoot? <laughs> the chestnuts. I think Cotton balls. Cotton balls doesn't like That is. No. I can't imagine what affliction that would be. Like, I don't want to know. Now, you know. Um, what other old timey swear words are there? I don't know about swear words, but I really like. Uh, I really like referring to tuberculosis as the consumption. <laughs> yeah, we had to say the consumption. The consumption. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was actually, there was a time I was in the hospital, and they it was like an episode of House, they didn't know what was wrong with me at first, and they thought I might have tuberculosis, <laughs> and so they put me in it's isolation, mm-hmm. and so there's a room on myself, and then like my sister came, and she's like, why are you in there, why can't I come in, and I'm like through the window, I'm like, they think I have the consumption. You start laughing? Yeah. Sam, so when I was hospitalized with um, <laughs> pancreatitis, mm-hmm. which is not a good time. It was, like, I hadn't thrown up in, like, 13 years. And it just, my streak was ruined. Yeah. I remember uh, my sister came in, in my delirium. Like, I had torn out my IV. So there was, like, blood all over my arm and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck it, I don't care. But in my hoozy state, I hear my sister like, he's covered in blood, and this room sucks. What the fuck is going on around here? And I was like, oh, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> Sisters. Yeah. yeah. I have two. I have three. I have one. Mm. Brothers. I have one. I've never met him. I have two. I meet them too much. I have zero. Just me and my sis. Are you older or younger? I'm older. Oh. You're such an older kid. <laughs> You're such an Aries older kid. Oh my god. Definitely. Ah oh god. You're such an Aries <laughs> older kid. <laughs> Let's see, is there anything else we need to talk about? I think that's... So you're going to continue your <coughs> Doctor Who adventures? Are you, are you into it? Yeah. yeah, I am. I am really into it. Well, like I actually said that without a hint of reservation. What I'm episode are you on? Huh? What episode are you on? Like three. Three? 
some aliens or oh weird there's aliens in the show in the episode i'm watching Doctor. totally weird it's kind of unusual for Doctor Who. Yeah, to have uh, aliens. That's just last, that one. Was it last day of Earth, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait, because the first no. episode is Rose, and the second episode is the last day of yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next... third episode is uh, the zombies, Charles Dickens. Oh, then I'm on the fourth episode. <clears throat> so, oh, so you're, you're on the um, uh, the aliens from Rexacorca Falipatorius. Yeah. The Slitheen! The Slitheen! I, I did it! That's pretty amazing that you remember <coughs> the planet and not the alien name first. Because it's such a ridiculous name. Rexacorca Falpatorius. Yeah. How do you guys remember all this stuff? Because I can't do fractions. Mm-hmm. I took all of my math, did away with it, mm-hmm. and I put in other stuff. See, my brain See, is I'm like... part Asian, so that was a significant part. Yeah. For me to just get rid of. <laughs> and I'm Hispanic, so I didn't have that much. But I, I compressed <laughs> everything. I zip-filed everything. Like that. Yeah. So my brain is like a pitcher. Okay? <laughs> you can only fill it up with so much knowledge. Because if you want to put more knowledge in, other knowledge has to come out. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of algebra and geometry and um, when you put the numbers together to make bigger family, numbers. Family birthdays. Birthdays gone. and um, like uh, self-worth. Gone. <laughs> healthy, healthy relationship with my dad. Bye-bye. And instead it's like, okay, can you name all the Thundercats? Well, yeah, actually I can. Maybe that's why... <laughs> Hmm? What I'm missing out on. Just get rid of all my relationships. Well. Just any sort of care for other human beings. No, keep the... Keep Throw in. Well, no, I mean, of... see, the thing is, is that we feed each other's, you know, this crap. Because mm-hmm. there's certain things so that he's an expert in, in terms of nerddom. Yeah. Like, I know comics inside and out. Yeah. I got that covered. He knows Doctor Who inside and out. Oh, I think I may be gaming on you. That moment was he, a little scary. He knows a lot of, like, Asian cinema. I, yeah. He, he does. Cinema in general. I'm going to go ahead and be a pretentious ass and say that. No, I feel like that's correct. And so, yeah, and so the book, video games, he knows more than me. And I'm, I'm a pretty decent gamer, but he knows more than me. But I have, like, 80s, I have romantic comedies and 80s teen movies covered. So, like, if we were to go on to, like... Remember VH1 used to do the World Series of Pop Culture? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wanted to go on that thing so bad. Yeah. Because I, I would have rocked it like a hurricane. They still have, they have uh, British shows that are like that. They have a lot of, there's a lot of British quiz, <coughs> quiz shows. They don't do those like, here. This is America. I want to go to one of the English ones. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Love it. QI. Which is the one that um, Stephen Fry hosts? QI. Okay, yeah, I want to do that one. Like when he's like, what's the one thing that's three times more dangerous than war? One of the guys is all three wars? And he's all, blah! <laughs> so droll. <laughs> In the British way. Yeah. British TV is good. But I think you should continue watching Doctor Who. And then the next time you come on, we'll talk about more nerd stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. And not just nerd stuff, but we did a good job with, with current events. Yeah, we did we had, a, we had a very nice discussion. Yeah, I found out who that guy is. And we talked about the beef web. And beef web. We talked about cannibalism. Which, did you know that cannibals refer to the people they want to eat as long pig? Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't. Yeah. Well, now you do. And now I... you can't never unlearn that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Did you, did you ever hear about that that one case where the guy, like, uh, he, like, met another... He actually, he put an ad up on, like, the eaten? regular internet. <laughs> and it's like, if you want to get eaten, give me a call. And a guy did. And he did ate he him? eat him? And they did, yeah. They, they like, 
Did he, like, kill him? (coughs) Well, I wasn't sure if it was just, like, here, take my arm. No, they, like, they had a nice dinner, and then he, like, sedated the dude all crazy, killed him, and ate him. But the guy knew he was going to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that weird that that makes me want to, like, kill myself just knowing that? Just, like, jump off the nearest cliff just knowing that people do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because that had nothing to do with you. Well, it's still creepy to me. It's creepy, but... It's creepy, Welcome to the planet. Yeah, I know. It's really weird here. I know. It's just sometimes. Um, sometimes life is really hard. He's afraid of the ocean and dolls that blink. Okay, you know why? Because number one, dolls ain't supposed to blink on their own. So fuck all that noise. And then number two, you know what's in the ocean? A lot of things. I'm a little afraid of it too, but you just have to get past it, okay? Monsters? Okay, you see, just have to get past it. Field came see. from the ocean. Godzilla and the Mutos are down there somewhere. Yeah, but that's just exciting. How cool would that... If you're gonna die, that'd be a fucking cool-ass way to no, die. No, if, like, if I'm gonna be the first one eaten by Godzilla, and as, as like, or, like, the Mutos are coming out, and they're like, I'm on, yeah, and then they get me, that's fine. But, like, I don't want to go in there, because, like, have you seen, like, the anglerfish? Those, it's not the pretty one from Finding Nemo. They look like fucking skeletons and shit, and they look like... It's monsters. I'd rather go into space. You should look at, you should look at pictures of the goblin shark. <clears throat> I've seen the goblin shark, and no thank you. I would, that's what I'd use the deep web for, is to get one of those and eat it. You know what? Okay, I we're done. No, I would eat, I'd eat the shit out of a shark. Fuck yeah, I'd eat a shark. But you have to cut its heart out first and eat it to consume its power. Right. Just like, nature. you know what? If I could eat any animal, like defeat it in combat, kill it and eat it, you know which one I'd pick? Hmm. Unicorn. I feel like that's a pretty pretty obvious answer but think about it what would you pick i'm really not gonna go down this road what would you pick i don't really think (coughs) i thought that one but you have to answer why don't you ask him first and i'll think about it if you could kill and consume any animal which would would you yeah but yours was a fictional animal mythical or not doesn't matter mythical i would then i would choose a dragon without doubt (coughs) okay i would choose falcor Never end story. I'd, ch- I'd choose one of the elves from Harry Potter. One of one of the little goblins. Yeah, like Dobby, but not Dobby. One of the other ones. Why? The mean one. The mean oh, one. creature! You eat creature? Yeah, but no. <coughs> I eat creature. No. He looks, Look, he, both of you. Boy. You know he looks like some jerky. Have them all strung up and hollowed out. Okay, we're so done. Funny all right, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I liked creature in the end. Of course he did. I don't, I don't remember if you did anything good. I hated it. What house were you sorted into? Because you know you took that quiz online. Of course I did. Who do you... Looking at me, what do I look like? I'm going to say either Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Of course you were. 100% you're a Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm so Hufflepuff. And usually people are oh like, God, oh, you're I'm such a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I'm such a Hufflepuff. Ah. Oh my God. Are you? What are ah. you? Huh? What are you? What do you think? I honestly am not that sure. I'm not very good at this. Okay, I don't feel like I've, I've, I've read you that well. Oh my god, just take a guess. Okay, hold on. So these two usually don't go together. But I can't tell if you're <laughs> a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin. Wrong and wrong. Really? Which one are you? Gryffindor. Okay, I took I guess. six different Harry Potter quizzes. Did you take the official Gryff- one off of Pottermore? Yes, of course I did. Okay, and which one did you get on there? Gryffindor. Oh, they all said Gryffindor. Every single one of them has said Gryffindor. 
And I even tried to answer mean one time, and it said Gryffindor. Have you taken the quiz? Yeah. What were you? I got Ravenclaw. I don't even know what that means. You're intellectual. You think before you act. She's nah. a Hufflepuff, and she's like, oh, no. And, um, yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, my gosh. You don't understand the spirit of fucking Hufflepuff. Du- you're done. What? Why? Why do you think you're a Gryffindor? Which one was the the the, the weird the the white haired girl? Luna. Yeah. She is Ravenclaw. She no, Ravenclaw? she's Ravenclaw. She, I bet she's a Hufflepuff. She's Ravenclaw. Are you sure? I'm a hundred percent sure because I thought she was Hufflepuff, but she's Ravenclaw. Okay then. So hmm. you think, I I apologize for insulting your friend. She's a Ravenclaw. It's because I wanted her to be a Hufflepuff so badly because I love Luna. Yeah, she was like my favorite character. Yeah, she she should be. My favorite character was Harry Potter. Actually, my favorite character was Sirius Black. Oh. Oh. You guys, like, fail somewhere because you're both assholes. Wow, really? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Damn, lady. I just waited to say it, and then I got to say it. It's fine. (laughs) That's great. Um, That's so Gryffindor of you. (laughs) You were such a Gryffindor. (laughs) I'm a a Gryffindor, so that tells you all you need to know about me. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Um, So, again, as always, like, share, subscribe. Um, Expect to see a lot more Becca on things. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's going to be here uh, bringing her... She's official. She's part of the script now. Yeah, she's official. She's in. She's going to bring her wit um, to uh, this podcast, to several other shows on the channel. And uh, you're going to see her in some of our upcoming um, scripted projects. Uh, In particular, my show, uh, The Rascal King. Um, You were... Totally that character, like inside and out, it's creepy. Um, My but, spirit uh, sister. Yeah, she's yeah. Geneva is your spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep an eye out for those projects, Chris's projects as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we're all gonna be jumping in and out of each other's stuff because that's just how we work, and so that's great. That's so, uh, we're gonna have, like I said, different types of shows um, here on the channel. I really, really want to do game night. Yeah, that's coming soon. Fantastic! It's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be so much fun. Um, but yeah, but if you like us, like share us on your Facebook wall, or on the on the tweets, or on the Instagrams, or the um the the Snapgrams, the Insta chats. Yeah. I don't. Is anybody the still Telegrams? On, is anybody still on Google Plus? <coughs> I'm on Google Plus. It's just you. <laughs> no, that's other people. You're, <laughs> you're the only guy. <laughs> you know, but it's weird though because the people that the people that I know on Google Plus, they post the same shit on Google Plus and Facebook. And Instagram. That's how I see. If it's on Instagram, it's gonna be on Facebook and vice versa. So. Oh, it's okay. As, that's what I do. When I post things, it's just I post it to Instagram, and then I just automatically post. It to Facebook. I don't even put up extra button right now. Oh. Yeah, and I'm only I only post Instagram. See, Facebook's for the old people. Kind of is. Sorry. That and parents. I have lots of friends who are like my age and have kids, and I feel like they use it way more than my friends who don't. Uh, see, I use my Christian Mingle account a lot. Mm-hmm. Post a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. All right. Account. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay, so one of us has to get a farmer's only. Me, I'm totally <laughs> down for that. I All was right. actually racing. <coughs> okay, go. Nice. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Smell you later.